Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Podcast family, how the heck is everybody doing tonight? Nightmare Jones here once again. It is Wednesday night. It is 8 o'clock. That means one thing and one thing only. It is time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be an absolutely amazing night tonight. We've got the High Spot segment. We've got the Shoot and Shout segment. we got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, we've got the Fantasy Wrestling segment, and that is not enough, ladies and gentlemen. In the first hour, we have got Jack Griffin coming on, and in the second hour, we've got John Cosper and Tracy Smothers coming on, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be a absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing night tonight. So what I want you to do is grab whatever beverage you're drinking, whether it's water, soda, tea, Beer, liquor, whatever it is, as long as it's not uh, Jameson, because that stuff is not your friend. <laughs> uh, and do me and the Night Owl a favor and take a swig for the Russia Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. In three, two, one, chug. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are waiting. For the night now to call in, we should be calling in just a couple minutes. <sighs> For a great, great night tonight. It's going to be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you, it is going to be a amazing. We've got so much stuff we can talk about wrestling. We can talk about. Jake Roberts uh, thoughts about uh, go, uh, Brock Lesnar being the uh, champion, which he was not a very big big fan of. We can talk about AEW and and how AEW's last show was, you know, they are dealing. With the uh, coronavirus issues as well, so they had a 
a empty arena show as well, but they did things a little bit differently than what the WWE did. But we're going to get all of that into high spots right now. What Nightmare Jones wants to know is what is on you all's mind. This is you're going to be your opportunity to call in to the Best of Talk podcast with John Renee. 657-383-1521. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my co-host, The Night Owl, has finally been able to get himself into the, uh, has finally been able to join us tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is The Night Owl.
for a, a, a while now. Um, so I, I'm excited about what, what they're doing on AEW. You know, Matt Hardy joined. We got all kinds of stuff that, that we can talk about. Seems to have a little bit of technical difficulty with, with the Night Owl. Uh, maybe Intern Timmy can uh, uh, get that, that uh, uh, fixed. Bob, what Adam, what we're going to go ahead and do is do what we always do. And ladies and gentlemen, let's take off your hat, stand up, and salute the greatest country in America. And that's America, damn it. Intern Timmy, hit that music. Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red flag? Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For oh, the land of the free. I tell you, one of the things that's here to my eye every single time, man. Every single time that brings a tear to my eye. All right, without any further ado, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get into this high spot segment. So, intern Timmy, if you could please hit the music for us. Technical difficulties, but anyways, while we're at it, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. Yo. Hey, yeah, Josie, I was wondering, bro, even though there's not a whole lot of wrestling going on right now, I know you got a, a lineup of topics ready to go right now, man. Why don't you fill everybody in on what we're going to be talking about during high spots tonight? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to be talking about during high spots tonight? Well, we're going to be talking about. Jake the Snake Roberts thoughts on Brock Lesnar being the uh, uh, the uh, a WWE champion. We're going to be talking about Matt Hardy uh, joining AEW, uh, which I may have a different opinion than everybody else does in uh, in in that 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 field. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about AEW. W's uh, last show that that they did where they did it a little bit differently than what the WWE has been doing their shows. So we've got a lot to talk about, and then whatever the guests want to talk about. So six five seven three eight three one five two one. If you want to call in and let us know what you want to talk about, at six five seven three eight three one five two one. Jonesy, man, what are you sipping yeah. on tonight, by the way? What are you, what are you drinking? Are you drinking anything tonight? I am drinking Yingling Golden Pilsner. 
Bro, I want some yingling, bro. What do we got to do to make this happen, bro? Well, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. We, we would definitely have to, to, to figure something out. Why do I feel... Why do I feel like you're not as, like, motivated to help me find Yingling as I think you should be, Nightmare Jones? I like me some good vibrations, okay? And I'll tell you, you what, you I want to get know. my hands on some Yingling at some point, gosh you, darn it. I want some Yingling. You never know, sir. You never know. Yingling has the ability to, you can send care packages, so you never know. One day you may open up your front door and there will be a care package of a six-pack of, of Yingling sitting at your front door. You never know. I would not be opposed to that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what else I'm not opposed to? Hearing from the callers of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's talk wrestling. How are you keeping yourself busy during the pandemic, the shutdown, the lockdown, whatever you want to call it? Are you guys watching old school stuff? Are you keeping up with the current product, even though it's uh, kind of different from what we're used to? 657 383 one five two one. Also, huge shout out to Jay Hollywood and Pat Milicic, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic, for all their uh, um, amazing content over on the Conspiracy Farm. Shout out to Raph Buns Engraving who uh, helped us design the Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs. Guys, we are selling them right now for twenty dollars. Okay, uh, you get a glass, and half of our profit, which is five bucks. All right, that's half the profit. Uh, will go to your favorite wrestler promotion or charity. So if you buy a mug, we're going to take half of, of the Wrestle Talk profits and give it to whoever you want us to give it to. So if you've been waiting for a great time uh, to, to, uh, to buy a mug, all right, and you have the means to do so and you want to help out, that is a great, great thing to do because we're going to deliver it to the hands of your favorite wrestler, to your favorite promotion, or even your favorite charity. And last but not least, you guys know how much, how in love we are with our newest sponsors, Kincaid slash RetroZone at the Oak Park Mall. Vintage toys, vintage wrestling toys, which is what the audience of the Wrestle Talk podcast is probably the most concerned with. Uh, they are currently still open via online sales. So make sure you go over and give Kincaid a like on Facebook and please tell them that the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. That said, we are looking for more callers. I got three people already on hold. We're going to make time for as many of you guys as we can. Again, that number is 657-383-1521. And all my Facebook people, hit the share button. Come on, man. If you ain't got nothing else to give, give your boys a share, man. Help other people play a part in the WrestleTalk podcast family. Jonesy, that's my spiel. What do we got? All right. So the first thing that we are going to talk about is um... – Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, Jake the Snake Roberts recently returned on uh, on AEW as the uh, manager of the Motorhawk, and he was on a podcast named, it's called Flip the Script Podcast, but they talk about all things pro wrestling, and he decided to share his opinion on WWE champion Brock Lesnar. And this is what he says. He says, the thing about Brock is a man. He's not everyday, He's not an everyday wrestler. He's a once-a-year guy or three-times-a-year guy. And to me, you are treating your talent like shit. Every year come WrestleMania time, after these guys have busted their asses for 365 days, 
when it comes time for the big one, they bring in Lesnar in, and they have to sit down. What's wrong with that? Well, from their viewpoint, they're getting screwed. It's a shame that WWE feels that they have to have Brock on the card just to fill up a building. Wow. Strong words from Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake has never been uh, a man of a few words. He's always spoken what was ever on his mind. And obviously he doesn't like the fact that Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. You know, he's, he's, he's getting tired of seeing Lesnar as champion just like everybody else did. So, you know, there you go. All right. Well, that's an interesting take. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys how I feel about it in just a moment. But, Jonesy, I can hear a lot of passion in your voice as you were talking about this. And I want to know, do you agree or disagree with Jake the Snake Roberts in regards? Because I know you've, you've not been a fan of Brock Lesnar. But I don't know if you're not a fan of Brock Lesnar or if you're not a fan of the way that Brock Lesnar gets booked. Those are two very different things. So if any of you guys are wrestling fans, yeah, but I, I want to get your thoughts on it, Jonesy, before we go to some of these callers. It is. It, it is definitely two different things. Um, I don't mind seeing Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a guy that always, you know, he's, he's you know, he's, he's the beast. In, in corner, and you know that wherever Brock Lesnar goes, Paul Heyman's going to be there, there with him. So, Brock Lesnar is able to have good content, but I don't feel that they always need to have him be the champion. It's like as soon as they finally take the belt off of him and they put it on somebody else, they put the belt back on Brock Lesnar. And there's only so many more times that they can do that before the wrestling fans are going to start to, uh, you know, look for other things because they're tired of seeing Brock Lesnar always being the champion. In the past couple of WrestleManias, how many times have you seen Brock Lesnar either wrestle for the championship or be the uh, heavyweight champion? A lot. A lot. Exactly. But I, I would counter you by asking this question. When, other than the Goldberg match, which from a few years ago, and, and I think that was up for debate, when have those matches not been entertaining? When we do our watch parties, Nightmare Jones, at eSports, shout out to B-Will. We're going to be bringing you guys an update about our watch party here in the next couple of days, so hang tight for those of you guys that are wondering what's going to happen with the watch party. As soon as I know, you will know. But whenever we do these watch parties, which, by the way, if you haven't been to one of the WrestleTalk Podcast watch parties, when things pick back up again, make an effort to be there. People fly from across the country to be at these watch parties. There's something that you definitely don't want to miss. But whenever the Brock Lesnar matches happen, Jonesy, I hear so much excitement, so much excitement, whether you hate or love Brock, he is a spectacle, and in my opinion, they book him perfectly. And this is going to piss a lot of people off. Sorry to my friends on hold. But Jake the Snake Robert doesn't know anything about being a main event talent like Brock Lesnar. Maybe he's better at psychology. Maybe he's a better technician than Brock Lesnar. But you know what he's not? Jake the Snake Roberts is not a draw 
like Brock Lesnar never was, never even came close to being that guy. So what does Jake Roberts have to tell Brock Lesnar about being a main event guy? Is it disrespectful to the rest of the roster that viewership goes up significantly whenever Brock Lesnar's on the show? That way more people are watching them do what they do? I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, keeping Brock Lesnar on the card is what makes Fox want to give you a deal. It's why they play WrestleMania on Sunday night on ESPN when there's nothing else to play. Because of main event serious badasses like Brock Lesnar. I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with me, Nightmare Jones, and I'm okay with that. But Jake the Snake Roberts knows nothing about what he's talking about. He knows great promos. He's great at psychology. Was he ever a great in-ring worker? I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not the guy to pass judgment on that. But you know what I know? Brock Lesnar draws, bro. And we're, we haven't seen Brock Lesnar in weeks, right? You haven't seen him wrestle in weeks and weeks. But here we are. We're leading off high spot talking about who? Brock Lesnar. By the way, the, the promo Paul Heyman cut on Monday with no one in the arena was better than the promo that Cody did on Wednesday of last week. Pay me if you want. You know why? Because Paul Heyman was actually in character shooting a promo to promote a show, and Cody had to come out and spill his guts legit to get the same reaction. At me if you want. That's at underscore the underscore night. That's night with a K underscore Al on Twitter. At me if you want, but you're not going to get me off that point. Paul Heyman brought it better than Cody did the Wednesday before because people were all gushing over Cody Rhodes' promo from last Wednesday. And guess what? He still ain't better on the microphone than Paul Heyman. I dare somebody to argue with me about that. You guys know how to do that. 657-383-1521. What else we got, Jonesy? Man, you know, I, I definitely would would, uh, would 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 have to agree with you on that. Paul Heyman's promo last night was absolutely amazing. I mean, there there were so many great promos that happened last last night with AJ Styles on in in his promo and Seth Rollins in in his promo. Oh my goodness, like like. Everybody is saying, you know, how how this not having fans is is, is killing the uh, uh, wrestling business. But but I'm actually enjoying it more now than I was when they actually had fans there. I mean, because you know why, Joe? You know why? You know why that is? You know why that is? Because there's no one in the crowd to chant CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> there's no one in the crowd. To, to, to toss a beach ball around in the middle of a women's match. Okay? That's why it's better. And listen, I'm a fan just like everybody else, but the fans get out of hand way too often. And yes, I'm calling out my fellow fans because some of you guys are just downright obnoxious. Boring. Boring. In the middle of a match? I mean, how much more disrespectful can you get? And you know what, Josie? I think this is a, a hard lesson for all of the pro wrestling community. Stop your bitching and whining because some wrestling is better than no wrestling. You entitled, entitled pieces of garbage. 
And I'm not talking to everybody, Jonesy. You know that. You know the kind of fans I'm talking about. The kind of fans that put their hands on the wrestlers. The kind of fans that are harassing people on Twitter. Those are the kind mm-hmm. of fans I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this is a, a tough lesson learned for all the members of the pro wrestling community. We're, we're, we should be grateful to have pro wrestling still going right now because pro wrestling is the only sport that's got the balls to keep going when every other major sport has shut down. Those are just I my thoughts. Agree. I would definitely, definitely, definitely agree. All right, so we're going to flip the script to AEW. Last week on, on, on AEW, you not only saw the debut of, I guess, well, formerly known as Luke Harper, which is now Brody Lee, but you also saw the return of Matt Hardy. Now, I absolutely loved Brody Lee, and I'm gonna. I'm excited to see exactly how they're gonna use him. Matt Hardy or is a different situation. See, I okay. have never been a fan of the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, and the reasoning why is because I feel that the broken Matt Hardy gimmick takes away from the wrestling ability of Matt Hardy because everybody is more concerned with. What is he going to do in his videos? You know, how stupid is this going to be? It was stupid in <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Like, like it, it, it literally was. It wasn't good. It was legit stupid. And the only thing, reason that people were paying attention to it is because it was legit the stupidest thing that people had ever seen. And he went to the <laughs> WWE, and they wouldn't let him do the broken Matt Hardy because they didn't want broken Matt Hardy. They wanted Matt Hardy. So what does he do? He doesn't sign his contract. He goes back to AEW, and now here he is, is doing the stupid delete thing over and over again and flying in a a drone into the, the wrestling ring. Like, it's just, I am not a fan of the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. That's just me. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what, Josie, that is a strong take. And I apologize to those of you guys on hold. We're trying to make sure that, we, uh, that we're queued up for our, uh, our buddy uh, uh, Jack Griffin here in just a matter of moments, which, by the way, Jack will be joining us. And for those of you guys that don't know, um, you know, Jack, Jack's a real talented guy. And when you start thinking about the people who he's trained with, including the, unbreak- uh, the unbreakable Michael Elgin, and the time that he spent over at the Dynamo Pro Dojo. Uh, this guy, if you don't know, already know about him, make sure you look up Jack Griffin on all social media platforms. Uh, he debuted against the guy that I'm very familiar with, uh, the mercenary Graham Bell, and now he's competed in AAW, uh, Glory Pro Wrestling, uh, AWE, which is down in Atlanta. So, you know, whenever we have an opportunity to talk to legends, like we do tonight with Tracy Smothers, uh, that's always a blast for Teddy Biasi or Savio Vega or ACH or whoever we're talking to. Those conversations are great. But I've always said it, I've always said it, Jonesy. My favorite is talking to the up-and-coming talent, the guys that in the future will be legitimate stars, which we've seen. I mean, everybody knows Josiah, who, who's down in NXT, right? He does music. He does interviews. He was on the WrestleTalk podcast before he struck it big. Everybody remembers Punishment Martinez, right, Jonesy? Back from ROH. He was also oh, yeah. a, he's also a member of the WrestleTalk family, now a, a, a hard-hitting member of the NXT roster. So when we get a chance to talk to some of these young guys, 
I'm not making any sort of ridiculous proclamation that when you come on the Wrestle Talk podcast, you're going to get signed by one of the major companies. What I'm saying is, Jack, as I know that you're waiting in the, the locker room eating your green M&Ms and drinking some Perrier, it doesn't hurt. So we're going to have him on in just a matter of minutes because I know people are anxious to hear from Jack Griffin. But, Josie, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up before we close out the shoot and shout segment, man. And it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And it is all let – me, let, me, let me pull this up for a second, okay? Hold on a second because I made some notes. Okay, here's what I wanted to talk about. The recent – Dark Side of the Ring documentary featuring Chris Benoit. Yeah, I don't know how many tonight. of you guys have seen it. What'd you say? It starts, uh, well, they released the first hour of it on YouTube, but tonight is the debut uh, episode of season two of Dark Side of the Ring, and it's a two-hour episode, so it's both hours tonight. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, make sure you guys check that out after uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. But let me say this. Beware. There is some extremely graphic content in this documentary. Okay? It is done by Vice. If you guys know anything about Vice, Vice is on the edge, baby. Some of their, some of their shows are the best thing I've ever seen, and some of their shows are the worst thing I've ever seen. But Vice is on the edge, and, and they're not afraid – to kind of go with some pretty raw content. I will advise that anybody who plans on watching this with their children, don't. Watch it by yourself first, and then if you feel comfortable, let your children watch it. And I am just going to say this because I feel somewhat justified, Jonesy. I remember we had a conversation a couple of months ago about Chris Benoit and that whole situation, and I think my stance was I can't separate the two completely. I can't just look yeah. at his in-ring wrestling ability and not take into account what kind of human being he was. Because whenever you listen to the Hall of Fame speeches, whether it be at the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, over in Texas or the WWE one, they tend to talk just as much about who these people are as, as individuals as who they were inside the ring. That's not to say yeah. that I'm not empathetic to the fact that Chris Benoit likely was suffering from a severe case of CTE and that they played a huge part in what happened. But guess what? It still happened. And in this day and age, I know it's very hard, ladies and gentlemen, but there's this little thing called accountability. And whether you suffer from depression or anxiety or whatever it may be, there still needs to be a certain level of accountability for your actions. A couple of my friends, maybe even myself included, we've done really dumb shit when we're drunk, bro. I'll be the first to admit it. Does that alleviate me from going to jail if I drink and drive? Well, I was drunk, officer. I didn't realize I put the keys in the ignition and decided to drive down the road. No, you still got to pay the price. And so as far as I'm concerned, I would still stand by my stance that Crispin Wall should not, under any circumstance, be inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame on any level. Not because I don't think he was competent in the ring or anything like that, dude, because I'd be insane. If I said I didn't think that based on his wrestling ability that he didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because that would just be retarded, okay? No. The simple reason is this. I cannot completely separate the two entities, the person and the wrestler. And for that reason, again, watch the documentary, guys. Some of us shed a tear during it. 
because it's very, very hard to take that in and the realities of some of the things that happen there towards the end. But again, make sure you watch it before you decide to let your children watch it because it does get very, very graphic and hard to watch at some particular yeah. points. That's all I wanted to say about all um, that. But look I, at the I, time, I, Joseph. I My goodness. Look at the time. I, I, I would definitely, definitely, definitely agree with you. And, you know, um, I, I, I think that, that one of the, the main things, the main factors that, that happened with Chris Benoit and what, what, what happened was when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Because if you listened to what Chris Benoit said when he was talking about Eddie Guerrero, you could tell without a shadow of a doubt that this man was legitimately heartbroken. This man was on live TV sobbing like a baby, and he made the comment that he would sit and talk to Eddie Guerrero for hours, and that Eddie Guerrero was the only person that would be able to get him to get these thoughts out of his head. That's literally what he said. If you don't believe me, go back and and watch the YouTube video. And and it's like that is exactly was the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm not justifying what he did. You know, it's 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 something that is never going to be forgotten. Like like there's you can you know, it's something that no matter what happens, it can't be forgotten. Nobody's ever gonna forget the fact that no matter how much Chris Barrard did in the wrestling ring, nobody's ever going to be able to forget the fact that he murdered his wife and kids and then committed suicide. So, unfortunately, you know, I would have to agree with you. All righty. Well, all that said, ladies and gentlemen, the moment that you have all been waiting for has officially arrived. We have a brand-new guest to the Wrestle Talk podcast. You guys heard me the introduction just a couple of minutes ago, but let me tell you something. When it comes to ra- rising stars in the Midwestern United States, the name Jack Griffin is ringing bells all over the place. This guy in his very young career has already had the opportunity to perform in front of the, some of the very best independent crowds in the country, including Black Label, IWA Mid-South, and some of the ones that you guys hear us talk about more frequently here, like Dynamo Pro and Glory Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the very first time, the one and only Jack Griffin. Timmy, hit the music, Timmy. Do I have to say it? I mean, do I have to say it? Timmy should just know that when I do my thing, he should just hit the music. Come on, Timmy! Apparently, I've pissed off Timmy, you guys. Uh, Timmy, are, are you there? For some reason, Enter Timmy saying that Jack's music did not go through for some reason. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tried, I think I got it. Wait a minute. I think I got it. I think I got it. Hold on. Thank you. 
right, amigo. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, thank you for joining us, man. Joey, say what's up. What is going on, sir? Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight, sir. Oh, dude, there is no such thing as a busy schedule right now. Uh, quarantine <laughs> has got it on lockdown, so we're, this is the most exciting part of my day right now. There you go. See, well, we are glad that we are the most exciting part of your day. Hopefully, we're the most exciting part of everybody's day. So, so Jack, awesome. you, yeah. you, you, you were trained by a guy by the name of Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Can yes, sir. you tell us about being trained by a person of that caliber of Michael Elgin? Uh, Elgin definitely uh, prepares you for what it's like, uh, not only not only in the ring, but uh, on the backside of things. He tells you what you should be doing to get in shape. He uh, assists you with getting your first bookings when you're first starting out. Um, Elgin's one of those stand-up dudes that I've ever met in pro wrestling. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was truly an honor to be one of the students. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, Mike, Michael Elgin is a gentleman that we have had on the WrestleTalk podcast before. So, you know, it is, is, it's pretty awesome that, you know, that the person that trained you is also a member of the WrestleTalk podcast. Now, you weren't just trained by Michael Elgin, but you were also trained at the Dynamo Pro Dojo, which we are huge supporters of Dynamo Pro. So, can you tell us about uh, your your training with Dynamo Pro? Oh, yeah. Dynamo is a great school as well. Um, both schools are located in the Lent Brewery. Um, I trained with Dynamo for about 10 months prior bef- uh, to joining Elgin's class. At mm-hmm. Dynamo, uh, we had trainers like Mikazi, who was there, uh, Mike Outlaw, and uh, Jake Parnell would be like the three guys who, at the, I mean, Warhorse now, at the time, he was Jake Parnell. But uh, those would be the three guys who I would credit for training me from Dynamo the most. Wow! So, so, so you know who Mikazi is underneath of of the mask? Who is Mikazi? Mikazi. Well, that's a secret. Mikazi, uh, he's the wind of destruction, man. He is. He definitely is the 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 wind of the the uh, destruction. Uh, oh my goodness. Um. Now, you made your debut in August of 2018 against a guy by the name of the Mercenary Graham Bell. How did that match go for you? Uh, quick, and uh, I remember I got my lights knocked out. Uh, I think it was a super kick or a head kick, um, but uh, that was a long time ago now that I think about it. But Graham's a great guy. Graham was a, uh, a great first opponent. Uh, Mm-hmm. I love Grant. Big fan. Absolutely, but now since since he beat you, now you got to come back and you got to got to take that win back. You know, you uh, are, are you planning on uh, uh, coming back against uh, uh, Graham at some point in your career? I'm sure that our paths are going to cross eventually. I know that Graham is all over the planet right now. Like literally, he's in Japan. He was in Mexico. Uh, but Graham is definitely a guy who I'd like to work with again. 
Yeah, Graham is definitely a uh, awesome, awesome competitor. Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know you have a bunch of questions. I got you. And credit to you, Jonesy, for doing your research and being prepared, man. I know you've seen a couple of Jack Griffin matches on YouTube, being all the way out in West Virginia. Because, you know, the rest of the talk podcast, we talk about a lot of Midwest and, and regional stuff. But we're an international podcast, proud to have been heard in over 40 countries uh, since our inception. Uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in. Uh, shout out to everybody around the world right now during this difficult time. Hopefully you find yourself well. Hopefully the show is putting our, a smile on your face at some point today. But, Jack, that, that actually brings me to my first question, man. Uh, obviously, you know, having traveled around and had these amazing experiences so early in your career has set the bar relatively high when you're talking about what promotions uh, you want to and are looking forward to working with. Where do you draw that line? Because somebody like you has to be careful to put yourself in a position where you're getting a positive light on you. And unfortunately, there are a lot of promotions out there that don't necessarily have the greatest reputation. So I'm curious, have you ever run into a situation where you're being solicited to work somewhere where maybe you're not so sure if it's a right fit for you? And if so, how would you handle a situation like that? Um, uh, fortunately. I don't believe that I've ever been situated. Um, okay. I've always been told uh, that I have a head on my shoulder and being able to navigate that route. Um, okay. I credit that 100% to Elgin and uh, showing me, you know, where where to work and where not to work. Um, okay. That's a tough question because honestly, I don't, I don't, I can't speak on that. I haven't had that experience yet. Um. I'm sure that there are other people in the area, though, who could. So that's a, that's a very interesting question. I've never heard that one. No, I got you. And I know, you know, the reason I ask that is because, like you, us, as WrestleTalk, we're a brand. And so we have to be careful that the people that we bring on uh, kind of fit what we are. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to go extremely out of our wheelhouse and make it a difficult situation. And, and we've been approached to do interviews with people that we don't necessarily feel like fit our demographic, you know? And I've always found yeah. it interesting to know how people deal with situations like that because you don't want to offend anybody. It's not like, hey, I, dude, I'm sorry, I, your promotion's trash. I don't want to work for you. Like, it, it's not always that. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? Where I'm headed in my career right now, my trajectory, it just kind of sent me in another direction right now. And, and I've heard of other talent running into those problems. I was just curious how a young guy like yourself would handle it. Uh, I would advise just seek out the recommendations of your mentors, if you're, you know, invited to somewhere that you're a little bit skeptical about, maybe just, you know, see what their opinion is. And then at the end of the day, go with your gut, man. It's your career. You know what I mean? So you'll ultimately make that decision. Uh, on a completely separate note, um, let's talk about, if you don't mind, uh, the locker rooms that you've been a part of. Obviously, we don't want you to spill any secrets, right? Like, you know, with what happens with the boys, stay with the boys. But how have you found yourself fitting into the different locker rooms? Because you're walking into locker rooms at a very young point in your career with a lot of big names. Just thinking about the guys that are backstage at Glory Pro and AAW, I know just as a fan, there is a wealth of talent back there. So what's your approach walking into a place like that, knowing that you're still relatively young in the business? Um, I think at first it was definitely, like, exciting, and uh, I was probably a little more nervous than I am now, but uh, being in this for three years now, like, you just learn to have a cool head, and um, 
like really because I'm still 19, like I'm still consistently the youngest one, even though we're like, like, I don't want to say far into my career, but it, it has been a few years since I started. So, um, I, I keep the circle small, if you know what I mean. Like there, there are definitely people who I'm friendly to, who I see on a, on a weekly basis, but the circle is small, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I would just say, keep a cool head. Uh, I'm around Elgin all the time. I'm sure that's really what helps was like getting so close with with the big name. But um, yeah, keep a cool head. No, well, well, what a privilege it must be. Um, and to be honest with you, and, and I'm a, I'm a commentator, and Joe's a, a referee, so we have some of the same access. But you guys have this bond as in ring talent. That to be frank, I'm a little jealous that you get to to kind of pick the brain of some of the guys that I know you're sharing locker rooms with. I mean, just the thing, I think of AEW, I think of like the besties in the world and, and talents like that, that are really starting to get notoriety on an international and national level. So it's gotta be really cool to be able to sit with those guys and pick their brain and get that information. But as a three year uh, guy, you're like a, a young vet, you know, which is cool. So, you know, somewhere along the road, I'm sure you'll be able to pass that knowledge down uh, to some of the guys that are maybe even younger than you. Uh, that said, uh, I actually have to take a quick uh, a quick break myself on a personal note. Josie, why don't you jump back in, and I'll catch back up with you guys in just a couple minutes. Absolutely. No, 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 no problem. So, uh, Jack, you know, this coronavirus has, has definitely uh, affected sports in general. You know, baseball, basketball, you know, soccer. Like, it seems like, like every single sport has been postponed, including professional wrestling um so being a professional wrestler and not being able to do wrestling shows because it's coronavirus uh what have you been doing to keep yourself busy um playing a lot of wwe day of reckoning on the playstation um working out um trying not to go crazy man but it sucks it really sucks Nice. The WWE Day of Reckoning. I, I I remember that one. That's been a long time since I played Day of Reckoning. Wow. You're like bringing me back into my childhood. Holy crap. Like, you know, for me, one of my favorite wrestling games was uh, was always No Mercy on the, the, the 64. Either No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, or if you were going WCW, WCW Revenge. Uh, so since since you obviously play video games, what is your favorite wrestling game? Favorite wrestling game of all time? Probably Day of Reckoning, man. I don't think there's anything <laughs> better than it. Uh, I, I would say that that's the one that I started with, and that like that is definitely the favorite. Okay. Now, you know, with, with this coronavirus, you, you've even seen uh, the WWE and AEW, instead of canceling shows, they are doing shows with no audience whatsoever. Uh, do you feel that, that, that that's a good idea, or do you think that they should just go ahead and just postpone their, their shows? Even WrestleMania is going to be without a audience for like the first time ever. As long as uh, they're doing what they're supposed to, staying safe about it, um, Obviously, like, there's nothing that you can do from to fully prevent it. 
So uh, it is definitely risky, but um, I guess we'll have to we'll have to see. That's a that's a tough one. It, it definitely definitely is. You know, you you wrestled for for so many different wrestling promotions. Uh, Atlantic Wrestling Entertainment, Dynamo Pro, Glory Pro, uh, IWA, AEW, Black Label Pro Wrestling. Uh, so, what was it like wrestling for Black Label Pro Wrestling? Um, I'm I'm in one appearance at Black Label Pro. Um, it was in January. Uh, it went great. Uh, I hope it's back soon. Absolutely. You know, you is is there any professional wrestlers that you would love to to face? Like, like, what is your top five bucket list of wrestlers that you would like to face in the ring? Um, my five list or my my top mm-hmm. five. Um, I would go with um, Jake Lander, <laughs> Andre Speed, uh, Eric Stevens, uh. Warhorse, and probably Gary J. Wow, Gary J. Okay, I got I could see you you wrestling a uh, a uh, uh, Gary J. Um, so do do you have any wrestling uh, matches that are coming up that haven't been canceled yet, or is it just like a day to day basis, match? Right now. Right now, it's just a day-to-day basis. Uh, it looks like it's gonna be about the the uh, end of spring that uh, shows are back on. But pretty much every single show that I've seen has been canceled. Um, so right now, we're just feeling it out, unfortunately. And um, hopefully, when this is all said and done, um, we are rocking and rolling again. Yeah, you know, I, I I think that that's just about what every uh, pro wrestler is uh, is is doing right now. It's just a day day to day thing. Like every pro wrestler is is missing being in the uh, a wrestling ring because you know as well as I do, being a a pro wrestler, it's it's something that that you live for and 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 you you get excited. When when it comes to uh, wrestling days, you know they always say Saturdays are for the boys, and you know not being able to uh, wrestle is you know killing all of my friends that are wrestlers because they all want to get back into the ring. Yeah, um, it does suck. I get the itch for it uh, just about all day, every day. Uh, really <laughs> sad when. My- the Saturday has come, and it's like, ah. I feel like that scene from Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell, where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, you just, you're, I, you go crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so what got Jack Griffin interested in becoming a pro wrestler? Um, I've had other interests throughout my entire life, but uh, mm-hmm. the one thing that remained constant was professional wrestling, even, like, all throughout high school, uh, like, past that. Like, the, like professional wrestling, I don't think, will ever die, like, my love for it. So, it's, it's 100%, like, I don't know. I, I, it's a weird it's a weird thing 
to say, to explain to someone, like, why you want to do that so badly, like, why, why you feel that's your calling. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's been the one thing throughout my entire life. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's just about how, uh, how every pro wrestler seems, you know, gets, gets started. You know, they, they, they gain a interest in it, you know, whether it's been their kids or whether it's been they get a little bit older and, uh, you know, so it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, it's, it's like with, with me, when I became a, uh, a, 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 a referee, I have always been a fan of uh, pro wrestling. So being a referee is absolutely awesome. Um, so one last question before we get into the uh, shoot and shout segment of of the uh, night. Hopefully, when 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 they can get back from from this phone call. Um, so what do you? Want the fans to get out of seeing a Jack Griffin match? Um, I want them to go home and think that I was the best wrestler on the card. Um, I want to show them things that they've never seen before. I want to, uh, I want to show everyone what I already know, and that's that I'm the best in St. Louis. Wherever I am, I'm the best. So uh, that's the message that I'm trying to get across. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I I do actually have 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 a couple more uh, questions. So, this year's WrestleMania, um, like I said, it's not going to be in front of any audience. Um, do you think that 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 it's going to hurt WrestleMania, or do you feel that it's going to be be okay as long as they do it the right way? Um, absolutely. It'll hurt WrestleMania. It's it's like you can't have WrestleMania without the fans, so um, it is what it is, I guess. Like you have to do something. Uh, I don't really know what they're what what else could have been done. I think that like maybe canceling SummerSlam and just pushing everything back to August would have made more sense in my mind, but obviously I'm not Vince McMahon, so I can't make that call. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So, what is 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 your the 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 match of WrestleMania that you are looking forward to the most? Oh, well, probably Edge and Randy Orton. Uh, Edge is like mm. one of my guys, and it's uh, see him back. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty sick. Yeah. It. it it definitely is. You know, it's something that you you didn't expect to happen. You didn't expect Edge to to be able to come back, and you know, here he is. You know, he's he's back, and and he's he's you know he's 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 good 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 to go. Now he's not going to be a full time wrestler. You know, he's only doing a couple matches, but it is definitely pretty cool to see Edge uh, come 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 back. All right, so um. What we're going to do is we're going to go into the shoot and shout segment, but this is going to be your opportunity to talk about anything that is pissing off Jack Griffin. Uh, it could be wrestling-related. It can be weather-related. It could be because of the fact that you're pissed that there's too much air in a bag of potato chips. So what we're going to do 
is we're going to play a song. Um, I'm going to go on my shooting shout, and then I'm going to let you go on your shooting shout for just a couple minutes. So, Intern Timmy, if you could please hit that music. would have to be the damn coronavirus. Once again, it is screwing everything up on mandatory uh, stay-home order, which means that you can't go to work. You know, you can still go outside, but for the most part, you're stuck inside, and there's only so many things that you can do when you're inside before you start to go absolutely insane. You know, this thing is screwed up wrestling for everybody. It's just the damn coronavirus. <laughs> that is my shooting shout. All right, Jake. Jack, it's your time, sir. What is upsetting Jack Griffin? Um, promoters who are not paying their talent. Um, I, mm. I mean, that's a that's commonplace in the professional wrestling industry. Um, that that a lot of a lot of talents aren't getting paid, and uh, it's not just doing a job, but uh. Doing a dangerous one and one that like takes up a lot of time and uh and, and there's a lot of reasons why like a lot of reasons why professional wrestlers don't get paid. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are valid, but I think a lot of times it's just like because it's what what they make, it's what we make. So it's, um, that is my answer. Professional, ah. professional. Hey, I have a shout. Well, can, can I have uh-oh. a shout? Go right ahead, Joe. It's all yours. My shooting shot is going to be half apology, half, like, angry bitch fest. Let me start off by saying, Jack, that was extremely unprofessional of me. But once you hear my shooting shout, you're going to understand why I had to do what I had to do. But let me say this. Congratulations to you, man. You have found your way into a great circle of pro wrestling talent. When things kick back off again, I can tell you for sure, Myself and the members of the WrestleTalk family are going to go out of our way to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and the whole nine. Because it sounds to me like you're coming up around a bunch of great dudes. Just thinking about who you named at the Dynamo Pro Dojo, uh, um, you know, with Michael Elgin, and then everybody you had a chance to face and work with between now and when you started. You're very fortunate, man. You're, you're, kind, of, you're kind of blessed with talent and knowledge that so many people need in the business that want to be successful. So I will just say that I want you to hang on because another great teacher of the professional wrestling craft will be on the show a little bit later tonight, and that is the legendary Tracy Smothers. And I know that's somebody that you could probably pick his brain for hours. So my apologies to you, Jack, and I hope that we get a chance to do this again before the end of the year so that we can catch up on all the stuff that we missed. Does that sound fair? Absolutely, man. Just let me know. I would definitely be down to do this again. Awesome. And so here's my shoot and shout. Why is it that when you're salaried, it doesn't matter what email they send out, what 
uh, text messages they send you, what conference calls are had, even if they tell you you're off for the rest of the day. You're really not off for the rest of the day. I swear, my cell phone is like an ankle bracelet. I can't get away from it. Can I tell you the last time that I was able to be away from my cell phone? That's when I was knocked out unconscious and I had my appendix removed two years ago. Otherwise, that thing is no more than six feet away from me at all times. Yes, part of it is wrestling, I will admit, but not all the time. And if I'm right in the middle of wrestling, don't interrupt me, boss man. I love you. You're a good guy, and I appreciate you paying me. Help me take care of my family. But when I'm doing wrestle talk, I'm going to send you straight to voicemail next time. What is wrong with you, man? The one thing I got outside of my family that I love and enjoy is talking to wrestling talent like Drac Griffin. And you ruined that for me. You took away those 12 minutes. And I'm never going to forgive you. And, and, and Unless you threaten to fire me, then I, I forgive you and we're cool. But point is, don't take this time away from me. It's never enough. And you took some away from me today, and I'm very hurt by it. <sighs> I hope HR isn't listening. That's my shoot shout for tonight. <laughs> That's my shoot shout. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, bro. Uh, and tell us, where can people follow you on all your social media, bro? Um, It looks like we're having some connection issues. Hopefully we can get uh, Jack back in. Uh, Jack, if you're listening, call back in, sir. <laughs> Yeah, we want to get jacked. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know what? Listen, my shooting shout has been known to drive away a fan or two. Never an interview, (laughs) but I guess it's the first time for everything. What do you want me to do? (laughs) What 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 choice do I have? What? That made me feel better. I just got a big smooch. How about that? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) guys, we're gonna continue with our what? Did did you allow Katana to give you a kiss again? No, man. See, that, that, listen, I hate to say this, but letting dogs kiss people in the mouth, that's a white person thing. You're going to have to explain that to me, Joe. Why do white people let dogs kiss them in the mouth? I, mean, I don't understand they it. In the mouth. <laughs> we'll talk about that you after the break. You know how a dog comes up, up, up to you and, like, 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 we'll just get, like, the, the tip of your cheek or something. Come on. I ain't talking about, like, kissing them in the mouth, like Prince kissing the dog or something. Man. I don't know, bro, but I've seen it. I don't know. <laughs> listen, we're going to go yeah, to break. Yeah, I we're gonna be back. Hey, listen, we're going to go to break, and we're going to be back with hour number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast uh, uh, with Joe and Renee. Joe, I actually want you to help me today with the FWWC segment because, believe it or not, my phone is ringing again, and it's the boss. See, I told him not to call me, and I can't even send him straight to voicemail because I can't answer during the show. Jeez Louise. But we're going to come back with the FWWC, guys. Joe, take over for me. I don't know how long I'll be gone. Hopefully it's not for too long. Let's go ahead and get everybody on. Let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about the World Premier Fantasy Wrestling promotion right after this break. We'll be back with episode 290 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee.
Yo, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at the prom. Tonight at the prom, ladies and gentlemen. Nightmare Jones here taking over the... FWWC segment, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and get in our first guest of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, a, a guy that, you know, him and I have, have faced each other in the ring. And last Wednesday, he got the best of me. So, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the, the F. WWC Heavyweight Champion, El Diablo. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Jonesy. How are you, sir? I am doing really, really well. You know, I must say I was not too happy that I lost, but at least the belt stayed in La Familia. That's the main thing. It didn't go to you know, to Bishop. Do, it do, stayed in La Familia. And do you know what that's for? What is that for? For life. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now, all right. Enough. 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 What? Enough of this freaking love fest. What the hell is wrong with you, Nightmare Jones? I tell you that I need your help for one second. You go from my partner 
Joe Lance Jonesy to this personality of yours, and then all of a sudden it becomes into a La Familia circle jerk right here live on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I mean, seriously, hey, yeah, I am such a. How, how, how dare! I'm not quite finished yet. Okay, you had such a great thing going with Devil's Dynasty. Finally, another faction to have an opportunity to take down the, 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 the tyrannical La Familia. And at the first chance you got, you turn your back on everybody. You've been a community. You've been, uh, uh, um, uh, um, hold on, let me, let me find the right word. You, you, sir. Are the champion. No, no, and how you're you not. Did... You've been accused of murder. You've been accused of betrayal. Okay, Lord Okami and everybody. I, I, I had an opportunity to talk to your former members of Devil's Dynasty, and trust me, sir, they've got a lot of nasty things to say about you. What's to say that even La Familia can trust you after the the absolute lack of regard for men that you called your brothers just a week ago, Diablo? Give me some sort of explanation for that, tough guy. You see, the thing is, the difference between me and everybody else in La Familia is that I have the same bloodline as El Mata. So why would I dare betray my own flesh and blood? And same thing goes for the Devil's Dynasty. Wow. Well, El Diablo, I have to admit, that makes sense in the most twisted, delusional way that I think I've ever heard. But it makes sense nevertheless. See, none of us knew that that was your cousin, dude. Nobody knew that until the very end, until you pulled the wool over everybody's eye. And I'll tell you what. I know somebody that's sitting on hold right now that's got some firm words regarding you, sir. Somebody who's got an opinion that you might not even like. And I'm talking about the general manager of the Infinite brand, the one and only Tank Westbrook. Gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to the show, Tank. What's up? Nothing. You know, I just want to say congratulations to El Diablo for holding the FWWC world title. And he took it to the Rise brand. That's fine. That's A-OK. Nightmare Jones, you know, you strive to bring that title. That's fine. But see, I don't need El Diablo. I don't need his ego. I don't need that on my brand. See, he's showing it. And he'll deal how to deal with that. See, on my brand, we are equal. We're all champions in my mind. Yes, you might not have a title over your shoulder around your waist, but let me tell you, you're still a champion and we're going to go far, very far in the year three brain battle. Well, you know what? I want to give El Diablo, if he's still on the line, an opportunity to respond because El Diablo, you were one of the superstars that didn't actually get to choose what brand you went to. The question is, if you had been given the opportunity after hearing what Tate just said, would you have gone 
to the infinite brain. Who said that I needed tank? If he didn't need me, I most definitely didn't need him. I didn't need him. I didn't need Sister Hoss. I didn't even need Heal Deal. But I'm just so hot. I'm just so on fire that I had to be chose. No, you're just um, brown-nosing with a lot of familiar members. That's all. Very dismissive, Tank. I wonder, what is it about El Diablo that doesn't necessarily impress you so much? I know you said that you don't need his ego, but, I mean, clearly he was able to pull through against two guys that are serious competitors in the FWC in Nightmare Jones and Bishop. So what is it about Diablo exactly that you don't like so much? No, you you know what? You're right. He has talent. The guy has tremendous talent. The the guys are unremarkable. I'll, I'll give him that. But he has a certain cockiness that, you know, me, it, it, you know, I once was the, you know, FWWC heavyweight champion. And, you know, you don't need cockiness to be a champion. And I'm sorry, I feel like since Wednesday, he, when he won that title, he has just become very arrogant. And that's just me, my opinion. Well, between you and me, take. I know he's still listening. I don't think it started when he won the championship. I noticed it from the moment the guy walked in the door. Take, thank you so much for your time, man. Excellent draft. Looking forward uh, to the upcoming matches this Friday, man. You have uh, you have a good night, and I uh, can't wait to see your Universe Mania card, man. I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. You have a great one, man. Now, adios. All right, man. Uh, two great calls already. Well, guess what? If we have one general manager in. We absolutely got to get another one in. We got a solid 15 minutes here, folks, so let's make the most of it. Let's go ahead and bring in one of Tank's opposition. I'm talking about the only lady to ever hold a general manager position in the FWWC. That's right, folks. I'm talking about La Familia's very own hardcore sis. Sis, welcome to the What's show. What's up, hardcore sis? How's it going? What is up? How's it going there, Jonesy? It's nice to hear you, bless. And Night Out, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> but I got to you. Likewise, likewise. What's on your mind tonight? Me. But well, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm I have been through an entire... Hold on. Sis, sis, hold on a second. I think, I think Jonesy actually has a, a real question. Maybe because he's a little biased towards you with this La Familia nonsense, per usual. You know, Curtis Black dropped the promo a couple of days ago, which I couldn't help but watch. And uh, a lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of accusations there by Curtis Black, uh, but I think he might have hit the mark on at least a few of them. Uh, Jonesy, did you have a question for Hardcore Sis? It's not necessarily a question. I'm, I'm just, just uh, stating the, the fact that I'm still angry at, at Hardcore Sis that she didn't, uh, didn't pick me in the uh, 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 draft. Like none of my, uh, my family members in La Familia picked me up in. The draft and said that I had to have somebody from this from the uh, Savers of Funk pick me up. So yeah. I'm well, well, wait a minute, that. wait a minute, Jonesy. Before you respond, just let me say this: I recently had an opportunity to catch up with Hardcore Saw and Hoss. Apparently, and make sure this message get back gets back to him. Me and Hardcore Saw have recently been in contract negotiations because he's coming off a pretty hot streak. Okay, we all know he was recently the FWC Heavyweight Champion. 
And I know that he said that he's working quite closely and quite well with Tank Westbrook. And maybe we can bring him in on that real quick and then get back to you, sis. But my understanding is that they're building a pretty solid relationship, Nightmare Jones. So I think Hardcore Hoss may have had something to do with you coming over to the Infinite Brand. Those are just the rumors that I've heard. But uh, wanting Tank back in to confirm that, Tank, did you selecting Hardcore Hoss first overall for your brand and his influence have anything to do with you, you know, picking up Nightmare Jones? A little bit, but uh, I see what Nightmare Jones is capable of and um, his talent and his work ethic, so I that's why I took him. I'm sorry the other two general managers overlooked him and didn't see what I saw in him. Uh, I don't think you're that sorry. Yeah, I don't think you're that you're sorry. Right, you're right, I'm not. You're right, I'm not. All right, well, thank you for that, Tank. I appreciate that. Well, sis, you've heard it. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, let me just say, Nightmare, your whining is very unbecoming and very unlawfamilia-like. Come on, dude, get over it. All right, first of all, <laughs> you were unavailable until the unification match. So we couldn't have picked you up if we'd wanted to. So chill. Secondly, you know. That's true. I that was, is true. I was I was looking at several superstars, and it just so happened that you weren't around much. So when I was trying to look at all the superstars that were available, you weren't around very much. So, you know, I'm sorry that Tank grabbed you before I did, but, you know, that's the way it works sometimes. So get over it and move on. I've had enough headaches this week. All I have to say is this hardcore system, I'm not going to say anything else. It shouldn't have mattered. If I wasn't available or not, what should have mattered is the fact that I am La Familia. La Familia is supposed to be family. So by you and he overlooking me, maybe Nightmare Jones doesn't feel very much like a family member of La Familia because he gets overlooked by the two people that should have been maybe not his first pick, but as soon as... Nightmare Jones did not win that match on Wednesday. The first pick that you had should have been Nightmare Jones, just for the fact that La Familia stays together. But that's all. This I wasn't say. all about. This wasn't about La Familia. This wasn't about anything. It's business, and in business, you do what's best for the group. I had to do what was best for Inferno, and maybe you just weren't best for Inferno. So chill. Okay, I've had enough headaches this week. I've been through a bottle of Advil between your whining and Battle Cat and Douglas James fighting. Wait just a second. Wait just a second. <laughs> you brought him up, and I was looking for a reason, and Marcus Mayhem is throwing a gosh darn fit right now that I'm not muting everybody and immediately playing his music and bringing him on. But guess what, Marcus Mayhem? You don't run nothing around here. El Mate ain't never around, and you can't do nothing about it. So wait your damn turn in line or just go ahead and hang up because I don't give a damn. Sick all this La Familia nonsense. Speaking of the Battle Cat, ladies and gentlemen, it's been such a long time since we heard some from this cat. The man that resides in the deepest, darkest corner of the jungle down in South Florida, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only. Oh, wait, no. He's telling me no? Don't tell me what to do, Battle Cat. This is my. Okay, fine. I, Battle Cat is deferring to somebody else. 
I'm not even really sure who this is. Phone number ending in 0906. He said, just trust me, gosh darn it. That's not what he said, but I'm interpreting. All right, so let's go ahead and bring this caller on. Caller at the behest of Battle Cat, you're with us tonight. Who are we speaking with? <laughs> this is Douglas James. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know Why what? would Battle Cat defer to you? Don't you guys hate each other? I I don't I just, <laughs> you know Battle Cat is so big of an idiot. I don't know why he deferred to me. He he should really defer to his toothbrush, but for whatever reason he deferred to me and here we are. And maybe like a toothbrush and like maybe a bulletproof vest. Listen, what you guys have going on goes far outside the FWWC. When you guys show up to the bill and all I know is I'm going to start putting metal detectors at the door. What the hell is going on between you and Battle Cat? Battle Cat is a huge, stinking pile of garbage. I've had it out for Battle Cat since day one that I stepped foot in this place, and he's had it out for me, and I always knew that it would get to this point. One of my first matches in the FWWC was against the Battle Cat, and since then we've just had that grudge. We've been teammates, we've been opponents, and you know what? A little piece of me is starting to wonder if the FWWC is big enough to contain the both of us. Douglas well, James, what I'll are you tell you what, if you're, looking, if you're looking for somewhere to contain you, I'd start with a damn shooting range. Because based on what I saw just last night, I have to say, I'm very concerned for your well-being, but also for the well-being of the battle cat. Because this, like I said, has gone outside of what we do here in the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And to be honest with you, I really don't want any part of it. I don't know what, what you guys, what the means to the end is here, okay? I don't, don't know what you guys are don't looking forget for. Don't forget you shot our cameraman. What, what? Don't forget that, that Douglas there also shot our cameraman. What is wrong oh, with an idiot. He was an idiot. I've, I've met his wife. She, wasn't very, she, she was happy I shot him. I was trying not to get into any specifics, Hardcore Sid. Did you not pick up the, the, the signals I was sending out? I don't want any liability because of what are these two guys are doing, okay? Douglas James, I, I don't know how salty you are about not getting drafted, but some of the stuff that you've been doing is irregular, and you're starting to go down a very dark path from what I can see, man. You need to stop before it gets worse. You know what? You might be right. And here's 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 what I propose. Here's here's what'll be good enough for me to stop. Here's 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 what I think should happen. <laughs> Hear me out. I spit it out. I at Universe Mania six, Douglas James wants to have a one on one match with the Battle Cat. And don't don't start talking, don't start talking. Hear me out. You've seen how crazy I can be. Don't interrupt me while I'm talking. Hear me out. I want to face the Battle Cat. And not just any regular match. Not any match that has to be contained. I want to go against the Battle Cat in a last man standing match. You got that. That's fine. I can do that, and I'll do that. Oh, you know what? You know what, Susie? Oh, sorry. General Manager Haas, I'll do you one better. 
and Susie, it would behoove you to make this match. I want Douglas James versus the Battle Cat. Last man standing, the loser leaves the FWWC. This place isn't big enough to contain the both of us. We all know that. One of us is going to end up killed. One of us is going to end up being shot or stabbed or taken out, and then you're going to have even a bigger lawsuit on your hands. So, Susie, make the damn match. Well, you know, Douglas James, I personally would love to do that, but I I really – I'm not sure that I have that authority, and, and I'm going to have to refer that over to the night owl. But, you know, if I do have that authority and could make it, I'd even make it that the winner, that if you win, you could take the Battle Cat's place on my team. But, but yeah. I, again, I'm not sure if I can do that. Can I do that, night owl? Well, hold on, hold on just a second. Hey, hold on. And, 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 and it's real nice to you guys with everything I've got going on with my boss interrupting the show every 10 minutes. Jack, Jack Griffin's such a good sport, man. I love that guy. I can't wait to talk to him again. By the way, guys, look him up on Facebook. Uh, he's wrestled for Dynamo Pro. Um, he's Glory Pro, AIW Mid-South, uh, AAA, Black Label, uh, AAW. He shouldn't be hard to find. Look him up again, guys. Uh, trained by the unbreakable Michael Elgin, the one and only Jack Griffin. Look him up. I, okay, you guys put me on the spot. It's a little unfair. So at least give me a couple of minutes. And, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, losing my mind. But the way I'm going to buy myself a few more minutes is I'm going to bring on one more person to play part in this conversation. And I can't believe I'm doing this. But welcome to the show. Now, finally, the one and only the one that resides in the deepest, darkest corner of the jungle, the Battle Cat. Battle Cat, the floor is yours. Hey, Douglas. Can you hear me, Douglas? Uh, well, I can hear your idiot. I can smell your idiot uh, okay, breath, okay, 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 okay. Oh, 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 okay, look. You lucky that you're alive right now. You know why? Because <laughs> I could have easily... Just ended your life last night, but you know that would be a little bit too easy. And I want to make your life a little living hell for a little while. You know, I want to just, you know, when the cat play with the mouse, the cat doesn't just kill the mouse. He plays with the mouse a little bit first, right? Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play with the mouse a little bit before I kill him. And you're right, you know. Apparently, it's not big enough for the both of us, and I personally don't want to be responsible for the well-being of another FWWC superstar because I don't know what I'm capable of not doing. I might shoot you, stab you, you know, shoot you like you shot me in the leg. might stab you like I could have had stabbed you last night, but I decided to let you live. See, I'm going to tell you something. You better listen to Night Owl. Don't go down this dark path because you're not a bad guy, Douglas. You're just trying to be one. You can't be me, Douglas. You can't. They're, they're, don't stop trying. Be the good little boy that you always were. Be the good little boy that you always were. I can't stop be a monster. Be I can't be a bad guy. Not. Hey, shut up. Shut up. Douglas, you're Why don't not you ask me. the cameraman. You are not me. Why don't you Who ask knows? the cameraman? And Maybe his six-year-old a, daughter and his nine-year-old son. 
how much of a monster I can be. Let me tell you something. When you shot him, maybe it was a rubber bullet. Maybe it was a freaking Nerf gun. Quiet. Shut up. Not outside. Quiet. Quiet. Listen. You guys have been doing this for too long to not know how this goes. you got to give each other a chance to rebuttal. So if you pause Battle Cat, you got to expect Douglas James to jump in. Don't keep talking. Make your final point, Battle Cat, and then we'll let Douglas James rebuttal because I definitely want to hear the end of this. You know, I can't guarantee you this little life sentence that Douglas James got going on. And, you know, I might just off him before you win. You know, I might do it tonight. Oh my gosh, you know what, we tomorrow. can't talk about this on the air. What you is wrong with never you? Battle Seriously. And, and let me, and let me, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Well, let me, let me finish. And I guarantee you that little knife that you seen last night, Dougie, next time you see it, I'm not going to be teasing you with it. I'm going to be plunging it straight into your chest. And that little heart of yours is going to stop beating. And you know what happens? Oh my gosh, all right, that's enough battle cap. My goodness. Well, Douglas James, we want to give you a chance to rebuttal, rebuttal to the battle cat. We're about five minutes away, ladies and gentlemen, about five minutes away from bringing on loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, John Cosper and Tracy Smothers. And let me tell you, you guys are going to be real excited to hear from these two gentlemen. You already respect their work, both as authors and as teachers and professional wrestlers. They've got some great stories and some big news that they want to share with us. We teased it a couple of months ago, and it's finally happening. So hang in there about another five minutes of the FWWC, guys. And then we're going to bring on our two final featured guests of the evening, author John Cosper and the legendary Tracy Smothers. Let's finish it up. Let's finish up with the fantasy segment, though, because I know how excited you guys are. Fantasy wrestling is keeping you guys going during this, this difficult time that we're dealing with COVID-19. Everybody's looking for something to do. And I'm glad that we have the fantasy wrestling worldwide chapter to keep us entertained. We're going to go ahead and let everybody finish, though. So, Douglas James, any final thoughts to the Battle Cat before we close out with you, Hardcore Sis, and then we get to the rest of the remaining callers? Well, uh, before we get to the rest of the remaining calls, uh, Night Owl, you said you were going to buy yourself a few more minutes. You have the, you have the authority. If Susie isn't going to make the match, Night Owl, you have this authority. Make this match. Me versus Battle Cat, Universe Mania 6, last man standing, loser, leaves the FWWC. Make the match. I'll give you an answer, okay? I don't have the final say of everything. There <laughs> are several board of director members, but I'm going to speak for myself and for Dewan Mills, uh, uh, two of the four board of directors members. Uh, we do not – well, actually, I'm sorry, only three presently. Three of the board of directors members, we cannot in good conscience make this match between you and the Battle Cat you guys want to hurt yourselves or hurt each other in the way that you're talking about, I can't do it. And, and Dewan, I know he won't do it either. So as far as the night owl, Renee Martinez goes, and Dewan Mills, the originator, the creator, the head administrator goes, we cannot approve a match like that. I'm so sorry, Douglas James. You're knocking on the wrong door, man. I'm sorry. We can't. Of course. You know what? You know what? I, <laughs> I expected that answer, night owl, because both of you and Dewan, you're nothing but a bunch of wussies. You know what? If Susie isn't going to make the match, Night Owl, go on. If you aren't going to make the match, <laughs> GTFO, I know somebody who will. Good night. Woo! What? Wow. My goodness. Guys, again, if you're looking for something to do, 
during this absolute lockdown of the country, make sure to go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Go over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab. Read up on us. Hit the link. Join the group. We have a lot of fun doing this, okay? We have time for a few more callers, and boy, oh boy, how angry is this next individual going to be because we did not immediately bring him in. But ladies and gentlemen, the first overall pick for the Inferno brand, Marcus Mayhem. You know what? I ought to have you fired. I swear to God, with your you level can't. of disrespect. You would have done it already. You would have done it already if you could. But it's a love-hate relationship. I love to torture you, and you hate to take this ass whooping. So, understandable. I'm a businessman. I'm not a fighter, okay? You can take that to somebody else's doorstep, Mayhem. Are you going to say anything constructive here, or are you just going to continue to disrespect me on my own show? I'm not going to disrespect you, okay? That's not what I'm here for. I am here to address my future matches. And it seems that at UM6, I have a match against the suspended one, Madman Joe. And <laughs> I know the man is still kind of butthurt, a little upset because of what happened. And I want you to know, Madman Joe, is no hard feelings there. Just know that you'll never see the U.S. title again because I'm going to beat you at UM6, and you're going to have to once again be begging and crying and pleading for another shot. But I'm not going to give it to you. Wow. Now, Mayhem, I have to ask you this question, and, and you're not going to believe who's on after you, the one and only heel deal. It's, my, it's, it's a question. It's my only question. Do you feel like Madman Joe deserves this opportunity coming off a 30-day suspension? You know what? I say no. You know why? Because Madman Joe doesn't know how to control his feelings. He can't control his emotions, because Mayhem, when it comes to controlling his emotions. He lets people get in his head. He's soft. He's weak psychologically. Marcus Mayhem is the strongest to have ever been in the ring. And quite frankly, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, someone who cries as much as him? No, no. He doesn't deserve it. I might as well fight uh, KLB. I mean, he at least he, he has some kind of respect for himself. I mean, simple as that. I mean, he can talk all the stuff he wants. I heard his um, promo, you know, scoffing at me being the number one pick. I mean, come on. Well, to your credit, you did lead the red brand to a year or two win in the brand battle, so so much credit to you. Well, Mayhem, thank you so much uh, for making this short and not making us sit through this for so much any much longer. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, you and I are always going to be at odds, man, because I feel like you're such a tremendously talented individual. You've just let yourself be influenced by the Godfather, and I don't say that in a, rever- in a reverence-type uh, fashion, of the FWWC, El Matarata. Well, I have, I have I one more thing, one man, more I thing. If you were your own man, and you would have never let that snake into your garden, you would be the top superstar here doing things the right way but clearly you chose another path and you seem to enjoy it and that kind of makes me sick if I'm being honest one more thing I I got a little something for you when uh, you're done with the podcast I need you to check your email I got a little uh, little offer for you you might be interested in it you know it's just going to take a little bit of money but guess what 
you'll be happy with the product. I'll see you later. All right. Can you make sure not to type to send the email in crayon this time? Thanks a lot, Marks Mayhem. There he goes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got about 30 seconds left, and we're going to bring on one final caller. This will be very quick. And the reason that he's only getting a couple of seconds because this upcoming Friday, if everything works out, we're going to have to work out the logistics. But if everything works out, we're going to try to set up an exclusive interview with the general manager that you have not heard from today, and that is the one and only the heel deal. I don't care if we've got to do it via Skype or three-way or whatever we've got to do, but I think we're going to have an exclusive one-on-one interview with the general manager of the Rise brand, who a lot of people are saying, simply because he has more superstars than the other two, he has the advantage in the year three of the FWC brand battle. Real quick here, Heel Deal, tell us why people should tune in to the FWWC tonight, this upcoming Friday night. This Friday night, the FWWC tonight has their best guest, the number one guest, the Heel Deal. He'll be there saying everything you want to hear, saying everything he wants to say. This Friday night, don't miss it, because when they look at the ratings, they're going to go, why did they go up? Why did they spike? Four words. Heel, deal, boom, baby. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to hear our exclusive interview with the general manager of the Rise brand, the one general manager you didn't get to hear from tonight, Make sure you tune in to the FWWC tonight. You can find that podcast also over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. That brings us to the end of the FWWC segment. So sorry for going over to all of our audience that's been waiting for John Cosper and Tracy Smothers. Live radio can be like this sometimes, but we do uh, want everybody to know that we are going to bleed in a little bit into the, uh, into the, uh, to the third hour uh, to make sure that we get the full 30 minutes with these two wonderful guests. So, ladies and gentlemen, we do have some music that we're going to play. We're going to do a proper intro. Welcome to the show first, a longtime member of the WrestleTalk family. Ladies and gentlemen, professional wrestling author and blogger, the one and only John Cosper. Rodney, baby. Congratulations. John Cosper, <laughs> welcome back, baby. How's it going, guys? Good to see you. Good to hear, good to hear you, I guess. So, uh, sitting here in isolation in the man cave over over in uh, southern Indiana. <laughs> well, it's always great to have you. Indeed. Indeed, Jonesy. It's great to have you back on the show. But you are not here alone. You have brought a very, very special guest with you, John. You teased us. You got us all excited. Last time you came on the show, you told us you were working on what could possibly be your very best project ever, and that is this incredible uh, uh, biography or autobiography or or whatever it falls under, right, that you're doing on the legendary Tracy Smothers, a guy who has been – uh, respected in this business for such a long time, not only for his contributions to the sport on television and inside the sport circle, but I can't tell you how many guys have come in the show and said, man, I went to that Tracy Smothers seminar, or man, I, I did this show with Tracy, and he sat with me in the back, and he talked to me about this and that, 
and funniest dude, best stories. And some of these are unsolicited because we asked, we're like, hey, who are some of the legends that you've got a chance to ride the car with or, or sit in the locker room with? And, Josie, I can't even tell you how many times somebody has brought up the legendary Tracy's mothers. Am I right on that or am I just blowing smoke here? You are 100% correct. Uh, you know, myself, I've worked on shows with Tracy's mother, so absolutely. He's a great, great guy. Absolutely awesome. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, guess what? It is that time to welcome in for the second time ever, the first time in about two years, the legendary wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Get real with the people on the dance floor. Tracy, how you doing tonight, sir? Hey, hey, guys, can you hear me? We can hear you just fine, sir. Thank you okay. for taking What's time going out of your busy schedule. Oh man, how have you been? Oh, uh, had a rough time here lately. I've uh, been in and out of the hospital. I'm in the hospital now, uh, but uh, it's going to be all right. But uh, you know, it's got a little fluid on my lungs. You know, but uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Hey, uh, the fellow that you had on there earlier, who was was he called Battle Cat? Yes, yes, sir. Is that right? Okay. Well, just it reminded me of something. Um, There's a guy I knew. This is back in 1987. The old Florida Territories, Florida Championship Wrestling. Mike Graham owned it. Hiro Matsuda, uh, Duke Komika, Pat Tanaka's father. Well, anyway, uh, uh, he was real good friends with the Road Warriors. Yeah, whatever I need to do. Hold on, I gotta take something here. Uh, Got it. Come in. But anyway, uh, 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 Brady Boone was his name. And uh, uh, Animal, he was good friends with the Road Warriors, especially Animal. And he, 9262. <clears throat> and uh, um, anyway, uh, he got him in, and uh, uh, with Crockett, the old NWA. And then he got him in, and uh, it was WWF then. And he put him in a gimmick uh, as a, a, you know, a mask guy called Battle Cat. All right. Hold on a second. I'll take this. Wow. Yeah, sure did. Battle Cat. Yeah. All right. That is cool as hell. But anyway, I just all of that, you know, and and, uh, Brady, uh, I believe he died in like 98. He uh, had a motorcycle wreck. He just, you know, when I first come on and was hearing him, he kept saying Battle Cat. I just thought of him as. Short guy, good guy, tough guy, a really, really good wrestler, really good, good dude. God bless him. We just lost so many guys. And, uh, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, you know how you hear something and it reminds you of somebody you knew a long time ago, you know. So, anyway, you know. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, we we do thank you for joining us, uh, even despite some of the personal ailments that you're dealing with. I know that this uh, this, this situation that we're dealing with is, is, is particularly hard uh, for everybody, especially those that have pre-existing conditions and injuries or whatever. So, yeah, I, I want you to know we love you, and we love you even more for, for making yourself available today. 
Well, thank you. What's this show called? Wrestle Talk. What is this show called? Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Okay. Have I talked to you before? Yes, you have, sir. About two years ago, we had a blast. Yeah, okay. I thought like your voice sounded familiar and when you thought I saw the name I thought, yeah. Okay. And what is your name? Yeah, we 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 we've only gotten fatter, sir. Uh my name is my name is uh my name is Renee my name is Renee Martinez the Night Owl and uh I'm in Kansas City and my partner in crime is Joe Lance, uh aka Nightmare Jones and uh okay. he's out of West Virginia, the great state of West Virginia. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's how I remember that because I remember one being way over here at Kansas City and another uh, West Virginia. Good Lord. What part of West Virginia are you from? Is that I, am from? from I am from a, a town uh, just a little bit outside of uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. So I've seen you wrestle a couple times for the uh, NWL out of uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh huh. The John Rambo. Oh wow! Yeah, John Rambo. <laughs> yes, sir. For John Rambo. Yeah. John okay. Rambo. Wow. That's, yes, that's way up north there. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. <laughs> well, well, Tracy. Yeah. Uh, forgive me for barging here, but I, I think it, uh, something that is important to highlight because I know we can go in a hundred different directions is, John. You had the opportunity to spend more time with Tracy and talking to Tracy than most people, right? And, and we all know that Tracy has this incredible uh, uh, reserve or reservoir of knowledge and stories. My question to you is, how do you decide which ones to include in the book? Because I'm sure that if you included all of them, it'd be like an encyclopedia of wrestling books. <laughs> because of all the, the incredible things that Tracy has done so far in his career, I, I have to ask you, because you're here with us as well, how do you decide which ones to include and which ones not to include? Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. We crammed everything in that we possibly could. Um, you know, we, this, this book is actually the la- longest book I've done up to this point was Dr. D's book, uh, which total word count was around 84,000 words. This book clocks in around 100, and, let's say 113,000 words. Uh, it's a shorter book page wise because it's formatted differently, but it's much longer, much denser, uh, a lot more wrestling, a lot more stories packed in there. And, and really what we did was, I mean, it was two, three nights a week. We were doing phone calls and Sometimes Tracy was at home. Sometimes he was actually hooked up and, and doing chemo. I think I think most of your listeners yeah. probably know by now he's he's been battling stomach cancer the last six months or so. But um, really, it just we you know every story he gave me, I, I put down and everything, and, and then we kind of went back there at the end. And there were certain things that's like, well, maybe maybe we shouldn't put that in there, this or that. And that was kind of up to, this is this is Tracy's book. It was all at his discretion, but. I mean, there's stuff in there people have heard a hundred times before, like like the bear stories. There's stuff in here he hasn't told on any podcast anywhere. Um, uh, particularly the one that jumps out to me is 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 the story about his trip to Mexico and and, and the riot that happened. And um, I oh, mean, it, it, there, yeah. there's just some amazing amazing stories in there. And then there's uh, oh, there's also the story about Malaysia and Singapore that we got in at the end. Uh, it's, I mean, just some incredible stories. You know, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring of, you know, just, just everything, everywhere he's been and, and all the adventures he's had. Well, and, and, and Tracy, I, I have to turn to you and ask you this. 
Uh, I know that you're making an asserted effort, even as you find yourself in the hospital today, to make sure that your fans can continue to connect with you. I mean, by all means, you could take and turn off your cell phone and address your own uh, uh, um, health concerns, and nobody would begrudge you for it, but you have this connection with the fans where you want them to know what's going on with you because you know that they care and, and they know that you care about them. What prompts this connection with your audience? And not when I say audience, I don't mean just the fans. There are a lot of workers who love and respect you so, so much. So my question is, where did that spawn from? Where, where did that connection come from? Was it something that has been inside you from an early age where you love to have that connection, or is it something that's developed through time? I guess a little bit of both. I, I don't know. Um, I, when I, I knew nothing about writing a book or, or any of that. And uh, my friend who I dedicated the book to, Tim Dennison, good friend of mine, he's a lawyer. He actually got me out of some trouble. <laughs> but uh, I've known him a long time. And he gave me the best advice on, uh, on this with the book. And he said, you know, your childhood, of course, growing up. And then once you, you got in the business, you know, year by year, you know what I mean? You know, meditate on it, think about it, and try to, do, you know, just jot down some notes and stuff and do, and and then you go back and look back on on, on things, and just everything that you've been through and everything that you, uh, you know, uh, dealt with, and and traveling and lived, you know, experiences that you never would do, and traveling all over the world, and uh, I worked for about every major company, got let go from about all of them at least once. <laughs> but uh, we got to be around a lot of guys that you knew had it and were really good. And I always like the teaching and coaching part. I always wanted to be a coach. I was my family and friends and everybody uh, wanted to graduate college and come back and coach football, wrestling. You know what I mean? Things like that. And I, of course, ended up doing you know the business. And my family's still mad at me about that. But uh, um, but just always like helping guys because I remember. Some would help you when you started, and some wouldn't, and you always remember the ones that did. So I just always try to give back and always had a lot of fun doing it, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, because I was, can remember, you know, being a young man and on the road and, you know, and, and from a small town, I was a country boy and, uh, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And, uh, uh, you know, and you put yourself in their place and, and did. But, uh, but I always liked, you know, helping guys learn how to do it and doing seminars and, you know, things like that, helping behind the scenes, where we could help them with, and still do, you know. Uh, you know um, and, and, and since I've had, you know, I got diagnosed with cancer in the middle of November, and I probably had it for a while uh, before that. I didn't know it. Just trying to tough it out. But more people reach out because they all have, can uh, uh, relate to it, either have a family member or, uh, you know, someone, you know, mom, dad, either that or, mom, you know, relative of some type, good friends, and they all live it too, and it just uh, opens up to, uh, you know, uh, it's you, you learn to not take things for granted, and uh, you know, and uh, uh, a lot of times, a lot of this book that we we did, uh, I was in the hospital, either that or I was home between treatments and and uh, the chemo. I, when I do chemo, I have to do it 24/7 because of my heart. I lost 40. I had a heart attack somewhere in there, and I didn't even know it. And, uh, um, you know, and I've lost 45% of use of my heart. So they had to hook me up to chemo 24-7 and do it slow and around the clock for, like, Monday through Saturdays. And 
probably forgot a lot of things and left out a lot of people I should have talked about uh, in, in the book because I was so whacked out and they had me just shot up with everything in the world and of course chemo on you, you know, all the IVs and every medicine and pills and all, my God, you know uh, but uh, and like, you know, I thought I was out of the woods I've been out of the last thing of chemo oh gosh, John, what, about five weeks and then it hit me uh, the last couple of days uh, got, you know, a little fluid on my, on my heart, or I'm sorry, on my lungs so uh, they had to give me those water pills and doing up I've peed like a million times and on IVs and all, and I'm hoping to get out of here in two or three days, and I hope I never see this place again. You know, but uh, I'm, my cancer's in remission. I had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, and it's the hardest thing I've ever been through. I mean, it's rough. There was nights when I couldn't talk, and then I, and a lot of times what kept me going was just I'd be in the hospital and they know that John and I were going to you know do the audio and uh, work on the book, but Tim gave me great advice going year to year. But uh, I think I could have done a better job if I had my senses, and I still don't have them all the way. I don't think I ever will between licks of the head and this, but uh, it's, it's been a rough road. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm just, glad, I'm just thankful to be alive, to tell you the truth. I really am. And without well, all I, that, I don't then, know you know, no, no sooner got out than this whole thing with the virus, and all my immunes are way down, so I have to watch it, I have to stay in. You know, and uh, it's really scary what's going on with the world right now. You know. Well, listen, I, I don't want to speak for John and for Joe, but and, and I don't know if you guys agree, but to me, Tracy, you sound sharper than a number two pencil on test day. You still sound absolutely fantastic, and I don't know how you do it considering everything you're going through. Am I crazy, or is that accurate, John and Joe? I'll be honest with you. Some of his, some of some of our best days on the phone, we we would we would clock an hour and a half, two hours when he was hooked up, and they had you know they, they had him on the chemo, but they had him on other things to keep him awake. And I mean, he was fired up, and there was one story after another, and he, he's taking care. You know, he's entertaining the nurses in, in between visits and stuff. And um, I, I mean, that, that bar, it's razor sharp. You know, I've been really. I always tell people I've, I've gotten to work with some fantastic storytellers and that goes all the way back to Kenny Bolin and Dr. D and, and Madman Pondo and JJ McGuire. And yeah, you know, Tracy's no exception. I mean, he remembers, you know, year by year, detail by detail, you know, who he was with, who he was working with and, and what show it was. And if you follow him on Facebook, you can see that, you know, if somebody posts a photo, he'll be like, that was 86, that was 87, that was, that was 84. I mean, he, 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 he it, it, it's all still there. And, and I mean, you know, the, the stories, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, just just like with Dr. D and 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 like with uh, you know other guys that I've worked with, it's consistent. Whether it's just, you know it's an audio from five years ago, him telling the story, or him telling it to me fresh, you know, over the phone, you know, it's it, it doesn't change. And um, he's he's just got an exceptional memory, and and uh, you know he's got you know as everybody knows, he's got a huge heart for the business as well. Joe. Oh yeah, you know. Absolutely, you know, Tracy, every time that I've ever seen Tracy, he's always been the guy that everybody wants to talk to. Everybody crowds around him in, in the locker room because y'all want to hear the uh, Tracy Smothers story. So Tracy Smothers is an amazing guy, 100%. No, 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 no question about it. Well, Joe, I don't want to be selfish uh, because I could definitely just keep going. I know you had some questions and some thoughts that you wanted to share with both of these wonderful guests. Why don't you go ahead and jump in and do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, earlier in, in your career, you were part of a tag team called the Route Eyed Southern Boys in Florida Championship Wrestling with a guy by the name of uh, Steve Armstrong. Can you tell us about being yeah. in that tag team? Yeah, um, yeah, 1987, um, I was working uh, for uh, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Jarrett, you know, uh, it was called the, the old USWA, CWA, whatever it was called, based out of Memphis, you know, and uh, and kind of my run was kind of up there. And Pat Tanaka, back then, no cell phones, you know, no uh, internet, none of that, no social media. So I just sent a, a picture and wrote a resume on the back and uh, no tapes or nothing. I maybe had a Betamax, I can't remember, something like that. And I got it to Hiro Matsuda, uh, to Mike Graham, and to uh, Duke Kuomika, you know, Patsunaka's father, and, and Kevin Sullivan. Remember him? Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster? You Kevin had him Sullivan. on the show. We he, love Kevin. Kevin was, yeah, Kevin, Kevin was the booker. And I just sent that, just trying to get a job, you know, try, and needed a way even wanted to get out. I had uh, worked Memphis uh, for, you know, and started there in 83, and had my old job I had going to college, and then in '86, uh, for about a year, I worked for Bill Watts, uh, the old Mid South, and I, um, you know, and then and then came back, and I was there about close to a year, and it kind of, you know, was needed needed uh, you know, needed needed to leave, and uh, anyway, uh, but Kevin called me on on house phone. I remember him and Matt Suda, and told me he was going to put the gimmick on Steve and I, and I'd met Steve and, and Scott. They'd worked the territory. Uh, a few years before that, and then I was cool with them. I was like, I was excited about that, you know, and uh, and said, we're going to put the gimmick on you, the Rebel gimmick, the Wild Out Southern Boys, and put you with our tag champs, which was, remember Chris Champion and uh, 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 Sean Royal? They were called the New Breed. Uh-huh. You guys ever remember them? Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah, they used to come out that song, Fight for Your Right to Party, had the Arrowhead haircuts and the wild, you know everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 worked we worked with them for a while, and then they got a good break and went up to work for Crockett. Then they had a car wreck, something pretty bad. Chris got hurt bad. I remember that. And then we worked with the Mod Squad. But it was there about a year. But Kevin put the gimmick on us, uh, and we worked with these guys called the Mod Squad who were great. And then Crockett and. Uh, 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 Dusty Rhodes, you know, they came in and they kind of bought it out and made it kind of like what they now call a developmental territory, you know, so we were there a while and then, uh, then we ended up with Continental, but, but uh, Steve and I tagged for five years, it, uh, was in Florida about a year and then we were in Continental about a year and then we went back and forth to Japan about four times for New Japan. Then we got in WCW in 1990. And uh, Steve left in 91. We tagged together like five years. Uh, I guess the, the biggest accomplishment we did, had was, was we won the Florida tag belts, the Continental tag belts, and we won the United States tag belts in WCW. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, was I, I was there two and a half years in WCW. You know, and then they changed us to the uh, Young Pistols because of the Rebel gimmick. It was so controversial, you know. And uh, but, but it was a lot of fun. I, I Talked to Steve some since I've been sick. He's reached out around me and he's retired uh, and he's doing all right, you know. And, uh, um, you know, 
good talking to him. And uh, I love the whole family, the Armstrongs, great people. You know, but uh, you know that it was a lot of fun. We got we 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 uh, had to travel a lot of places and did a lot of things. And then that's the thing about that. I never ever in any other job got to. You know, I did 23 tours of Japan. A couple of them in Mexico, I was in Singapore, Malaysia, Guam, uh, Diego Garcia, the end of the world. Worked in India, you know what I mean? You know, stuff like that. And all over the United States, most of Canada. So, uh, you know, no regrets from any of that. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you you, you have had uh, a quite the uh, uh, career. You know, you've been in WCW, you've been in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You were in uh, the USWA, where you were a part of the uh, USWA branch of the Nation of Domination, and you changed your name to Shaquille Ali. Shaquille Ali. You know, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, uh, Jerry Lawler is such a genius and and smart guy and still going. He's like 70, 71 years old. He can still throw a dot kick. He's amazing. You know, but but uh, uh, anyway, uh, they put that gimmick on us, and Jamie and Wolfie were doing it, you know, on, for Vince. And I was working for Vince as uh, Freddie Joe Floyd. But uh-huh. then they let me do independence as long as it wasn't nothing to interfere with them. Of course, they were working together with them because of Waller, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and everything. And uh, uh, so right before I went to the ring, when they were going to put that on me, and Brian, uh, God rest his soul, he had the jacket the black jacket, and it was kind of too short for me, too too small for me, which made it with more heat, and he had the necklaces and all, and I looked like Run DMZ, and all I had is a bog and all. <laughs> and I said, I, I said to King, I said, hey, King, I said, well, I said, what, 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 what should you call me here? What, what, what's going to be my name? Because he had everybody changing their name, something else. And uh, we just got to talking, throwing stuff, and about 30 seconds there, my music was playing. And then he looked at me, and he goes, how about Shaquille Ali? And I that's all I love it. I mean, it wasn't no planned out or anything. Jerry Lawler was everything off the hip. He was just a brilliant guy, you know, and, and uh, that's why, you know, Vince McMahon uh, in 93, I believe it was, they said he uh, flew into Memphis, everything, bought a ticket, did all that, and did to hire Jerry Lawler. Sure did. 1993. Yeah. Because they took a lot back in Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler, they put a lot of gimmicks on people. And if you remember when WWF went big, when Hulk took the belt off of Sheik, uh, they put a lot of gimmicks on guys. Well, they got those ideas and a lot of stuff like that, that concept from those guys. You know, at one time when Vince thought he, you know, was in all that trouble with the steroids and or whatever it was, you know, all that other stuff, uh, Jerry Jarrett was going to be running the company. You know, so. I mean, it had a lot of influence. And about anybody, anybody went through there because it was a weekly territory. You do Memphis every Monday night, Louisville every Tuesday, Evansville every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday be spot shows either around Louisville or around Nashville or around uh, Memphis. Saturday morning, every Saturday was Memphis TV. Uh, three nights, the first three Saturdays, you do Nashville, the fairgrounds, but uh, one Saturday out of the month, would be uh, Jonesboro, and a lot of times King would work Fridays and Saturdays around Memphis, Buddy Wayne's town, and he'd always do Memphis, but he didn't do Louisville and Evansville as much, you know. But, but you had to, you were in those towns four times a month, 
so you you learn how to what we call work and to be innovative and, and change your stuff up and and you know what I mean you know and where it doesn't get stale because you were seen in the same building you know and if you were working a program with guys you had to do stuff to come back tell a story you know a uh, different era you know oh yeah absolutely uh John Cosper, when 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 this book comes out, you have to let us know because just by talking to Tracy Smothers, every chance we've gotten to, I need to have this book, and I think Renee is going to have to agree with me. We need to have this book. Well, I, I got good news for you guys. It's John. on Amazon at the moment. <laughs> All right, well, Amazon.com, right, John? Yeah, we've already got it on Amazon. It right so now, the first, and then in a few weeks, you'll so. have it on your eatsleepwrestle.com. Yeah, I'll have a well. well I've got a bunch of them coming in, and really, it's going to depend on you know whatever whatever Governor Holcomb in Indiana says as far as travel is to when Tracy and I can get together. But as soon as I can get get them in hand, which will be probably early April, and I'd say probably hopefully you know knock on wood mid April, I get with Tracy get some signed. People will be able to order autographed uh, copies. I've actually taken pre orders for autographed copies now, but just can't guarantee when they're going to ship. But if you can't wait until then, and you know you're going to be seeing Tracy at the show sometime, you know, t- towards the end of the year or whatever, you know, by all means, go to Amazon. It's up there. Uh, we've already hit as high as, as far as I've seen, number seven on the wrestling charts. I think we can get it up there higher, guys. I mean, um, I, I see Tracy up at number one. But, uh, yeah, a, a lot of guys are posting on Facebook today. There's uh, The first ones that ordered it last Friday are starting to get their copies in the mail. And um, I tell you, it's it's a great read. I mean, some of the stories that are in here, you know, if, if you just love wrestling, if, if you, you know, if, if you're a fan of the Memphis or Florida or Mid-South or, you know, ECW or any of that stuff, I mean, there, there's stories from everywhere he's been. And um, it's a trip. I mean, it, it's, it's a nonstop ride from beginning to end. And, you know, anytime I had to go and do a read through of it and, and, and go through chapter by chapter, uh, it, it just reads quick, you know. And I mean, it's it's just a, a whole lot of great stories all, all compressed into one book, and uh, a lot of great photos too. We had a lot of people contributing photos from uh, Jim, Jim Cornette, Cornette David right forward, Tim Dennison, right? Tim, right? Yep, Tim Dennison, Isaiah, who uh, one of the IWA South Originals. Yeah, Isaiah wrote a forward and and you know really tells a great story about. Uh, he first saw Tracy on TV. Yeah. yeah, American Kickboxers in it. But uh, yeah, Isaiah's yeah. story talks about he talks about seeing Tracy on TV with the with the Rebel flag gimmick, and you know, he's African American, you know, from from Louisville, Kentucky. Just hated Tracy's guts, and now they see each other. But you pull up in a parking lot, and he yells, "Dad!" And goes racing <laughs> over son. to him. And, you know, just, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a great story about how he became a you know not not just a friend but a mentor and. I mean, you know, you know, there's there's guys all over, guys and ladies all over the country that refer to them as pops, and you know, you'll you'll you know, every every time you go to an indie show, you'll see Tracy watching. Yeah, sorry to blow smoke up your of your buddy Tracy, but you know, you know, he, he watches every match, and anybody who wants to learn can go to Tracy, and and he'll sit there and he'll give them um, positive feedback. This was great. This is something you could work on, um, and I mean, he he just he just gives gives and gives and gives and. You know, I always tell people that the two people I've seen give more than, than anybody else, you know, without asking anything in return whatsoever, you know, be Tracy's mothers and Madman Pondo. They they both just pour so much of themselves into the younger generation. You I, I want to thank I want to thank people that have reached out, benefit shows and stuff and done. I've I've got insurance, but I mean I've I've been hospitalized this is the tenth time uh since the middle of November for Usually uh, about five days each time, 
I've like lived. I've, I got a post office box here. All the nurses know me my name, and it's crazy. But Tim Dennison gave me great <laughs> advice to go month, to year to year, and think on it, and meditate on it, and any advice you know, and you, you sit back and you think of all the stuff you've been through, and some of it's in a book, and a lot of it I forgot. And uh, you know, I, and a lot of people I should have mentioned more, and you know, and did that were a big part. Of uh, everything that I was involved in, and uh, but you just can't. You know, my head, you know, all that medicine in me and everything. But uh, uh, you think back and you just think, "Good Lord, I'm just glad to be alive." And so many of my friends are, are, are not with us anymore. It's just so sad. But pro wrestling, there's nothing like it. It, it. it attracts all types of people. I think you guys can speak to that. You see it all, and and because of my character, I get whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know, but uh, people think you're really like that. You know what I mean? You know, and you wouldn't believe people come up on me. You read the book, some stuff I've been through. I'm I'm very very thankful and very lucky to be here, and uh, uh, it's just been crazy and uh, it's scary because when we would go over the book and stuff, and I, I, it brings back memories when you think on it all day. You know what I mean? You know and. Uh, a lot of times I'd be in the hospital, and that's what would keep me going is knowing with John and I, and I wouldn't feel good. Some nights I couldn't even talk and couldn't do it, you know, and had to cancel. Then uh, other nights I was like, oh, i got to do it because, you know, you just you want to get it done and you want to do good. And But when you're half, you know, you're whacked out of your mind when you're on all this met, you know, antibiotics and everything they got you on. And chemo, oh, my God, chemo's just brutal, you know. But uh, uh, I, I – if they want to read, it's very different. I mean, I hope no one has to go through what I had to go through. Um, I really do. I hope they don't. And I, that's why I always just try to help guys and advice on things, being on the road. And, you know, the, the world we live in is so crazy. Uh, really, you saw it really changing, guys, when it got about around 911 there. That was a different world after that. And then the recession of 08, and then now look what we're in. This is scary. This is a worldwide epidemic. And I'm scared to get out of the house nearly because my immunes are still so down, you know, and, uh, uh and this, this stint right here is not going to help, but, uh, uh, to be contagious. So everybody be careful out there. But when you're on the road anymore, there's a lot more traffic out. Well, now it's not because everybody's inside, but you got to really be safe because it, it, we living in some crazy times and, uh, uh, the world of social media, technology and everything, uh, it's it's pretty scary. I think you guys would agree with that. You know, uh, it's it's really scary. Well, I I will agree with that. And, and you know what? I know whenever we have legends on, we always tend to talk about the past. And you know, I, I'm sure the book has some wonderful stories, uh, which I want to make sure you guys jump on Amazon.com. Look up John Cosper. Uh, look up Tracy Smothers. We do need to get it up a little bit higher. I mean, we're, we're talking. To, to a guy who, um, you know, and, and I'll be very sincere, maybe won't end up in the WWE Hall of Fame, but you know what? This is the kind of guy that gets recognized in Iowa, the kind of guy that gets recognized in Texas, the kind of guy that gets recognized at the CAC at Las Vegas. This is the kind of wrestling superstar that we're talking to, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a question about something that's going on today, and I think you already kind of opened up that Pandora's box, Tracy. Have you seen these empty arena shows that they've been doing the last couple of weeks? If so, what have you liked? What have you not liked? I'm very curious to hear your uh, your thoughts on this. It shows. 
you tell about arena shows that I go to here or been part of and all? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the way that the companies are handling it right now during the epidemic. Oh, have you seen yeah. the empty arena shows? The shows where there are no yeah, people. Yeah, I have. I have. What are your thoughts? I have, and, and they're they're doing the best they can with what they got to go with. And then uh, to me, I think the guys are doing a great job, you know, in what I've seen. Because boy, believe me, that's tough to do what they're doing. And uh, uh, you know, it, it's just—I mean, people can't even go to church right now. I mean, this is crazy, guys. You know, it is crazy. But they shut down bars, uh, uh, restaurants, uh, salons, gyms. You know, I mean, it's cr- you can't even go in the bank where I live. You have to go through drive-through. I mean, and and that's the day and age we're in. The person went from 500 to 250 to to 50 people to 10 people, now two. But I mean, it has to be done because this is just crazy. Uh, it, it's it's a plague. It's it's just changed the changed the whole world, you know. And uh, but uh, uh, they're doing the best they can. And 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 you know, WrestleMania is going to be in an empty arena this year, and that's you think you never hear that. And the millions, and just sporting events in general, and all events of everything, anything entertainment or, or sports. I mean, NBA's shut down, NCAA tournament nine, uh, the Kentucky Derby's postponed, the Olympics postponed a year. You know, that's that's crazy stuff, and just everything altered because of this. And they're just, you know, like WWE, they're trying to adjust, and, and uh, AEW. Doing the empty arena, they're doing. Those guys are, are busting their butts and doing the best they can, and uh, you know it's just hard. And, and uh, but it's like the story says, the show must go on, and uh, hopefully uh, something will break here in a couple of weeks. You know, you, you want to hope so, but uh, uh, boy, a lot of money's been lost. A lot, a lot of people been. lost their jobs, right? Been laid off. It's bad. It's really bad. It is really bad. And, Tracy, because you are a subject matter expert, listen, there's a lot of jerks on Twitter that have an opinion, and that's one thing. But when you're talking to a legend such as yourself, I guess uh, I'm going to kind of put myself out on a limb here a little bit and ask you this question. Because, again, you are a subject matter expert. By your estimation, up to this point, who do you think has done a better job? of putting on these empty arena shows because the debate is raging, Tracy. WWE and the way that they've done it during this period of time and AEW in the way that they've done it this period of time. And, you know, people are trying to recreate the attitude here of the WCW versus WWF. So, obviously, it's a topic of conversation amongst fans, so I'm sure you understand. But from your perspective, who do you think, from what you've seen, has done it better during this period of time? Well, you know, it, it, it it's really hard to say because with re- wrestling, uh, you you ever remember uh, uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong? Bob, Bob sure. the Bullet Bob Armstrong, you know, mm-hmm. the father of the Armstrongs, and uh, guys like Tojo Yamamoto, and they always say wrestling's like a restaurant. Jerry Jarrett, uh, you know, Waller, you know, guys like that that were just really knowledgeable about what we do. They said wrestling. It's like a, a restaurant, have all types of food. You know what I mean? Some yes. people like different yes. varieties, different flavors. Different. One day you may eat McDonald's, one day you may eat Burger King. And different. And there's different twists on it, and it draws a different type of, uh, we call it demographic and stuff yes. and do. And uh, 
like when I see uh, AEW, it kind of, to me, it kind of got similar to the kind of the old ECW uh, type. It mixed with a little bit of Nitro with how they do. And, right. of course, they, you know, they can uh, be a little more R-rated, I guess you say. And, and uh, they, they appeal to more of the younger crowd where WWE's family, you know, and put smiles on their faces. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and they got, of course, they're corporate now. So they have to really watch it, and 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 you know, and they say, what's the? the you say, you know, because a lot is scripted with what they do, and and I guess they kind of have to cause they have to keep the guys in line for to lose sponsors and all, and that's what people don't really know. And it's, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's like I said, everybody likes a variety, because uh, some guys like 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 the big gimmick guys, some guys like the guys the uh, cruiserweights, the uh, X division, whatever you want to call it. You know, and then uh, the high flyers, uh, the gimmick guys, the midgets, even uh, the 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 women. Women's wrestling's come way up, and uh, it, it's it's a uh, real competitive. And I thought it had, I thought the business was coming up and had a lot of momentum in the economy itself until this all happened, and now it's all a standstill. But I, I can't really say who's doing better or what because it depends on what you like. Does that make sense? But but I, I always say to people, watch it all. Don't be such a critic. Watch it all because, I mean, no one's perfect. You know, it's hard to do anymore, and everything's been done. But what I see happens with a lot of guys, and not necessarily on the major ones, you know, uh, promotions, uh, but you, uh, they don't watch the matches because you want to watch because you don't want to repeat. And, 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 and uh, you know, it's, if it's already been done because – you don't work have the match for the boys in the back. You have it for the people in the crowd and the TV audience. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, you know, and uh, uh, certain places like, you know, uh, you know, they could with the language and stuff. I guess that used. To, I mean, if you guys remember Nitro uh, TNT, you couldn't cuss on there. Now they no. they cuss a lot, you know, and, they and do. Uh, WWE's even <laughs> doing do. a little more edgier. Am I right? I mean, I mean, just what yes, you see. So, you know, you just, you're glad to keep it alive. But wrestling's on about every night of the week for free. And plus, it's on YouTube anytime you want it, plus the network. So to get people to pay a ticket, you know, to go watch it, you it's it's tough. And, like, you, y'all were plugging a show, I guess. Is there a show? Y'all got a show coming up or something? Is there a uh, show well, coming up? I didn't think anybody was running with all this going on. No, no, no. We're, we're not, actually. Uh, that, was, that was the Fantasy Wrestling Group. So our show goes on as long as there's wrestling on TV. So a lot of people are turning to stuff like that. And that's so awesome that you asked that, Tracy, because really this is my very last question before we get into the uh, the trivia challenge. So, like, what I know a lot of old school guys like to crap on all the new stuff. It doesn't sound like you're one of those kind of guys, but there is, like, an Internet wrestling community now. There is fantasy wrestling or e-feds. People will remember that back from the old AOL days. It's been around for a yeah. long time. Uh, what what do you think about that? Are, are are you the kind of guy that's like open to the progression of wrestling into other forms of well, media? everything evolves. Everything like evolves. But you, you would like to see guys more facial expression, acknowledge the people, which uh, right. I think AEW does a great job of that. Their crowds are hot, and it's more like that underground. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. kind of type where WWE's family. And and all and then you know because Ring of Honor is still around and you want to see them, you know I think they've been down a little bit but you hope they rebound and good for the bit and the impact 
they're trying those guys and you want to see them all do good because it's good for the business and uh but every you know it's it's like i said it's like eating at a different restaurant or, or eating in a restaurant and eating a buffet and getting different type food and but, but not everybody's going to like what you like, and not everybody's going to think the same, but everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Just watch it and enjoy it and right. have fun. But you see somebody trying to critique and pick it apart. Well, you can pick anything apart. It's pro It's wrestling. You know what I mean? You know? Right. And, uh, and everything. But, uh, the, but the, the fundamentals and the basics are, are very important. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. Because when you're out there, you're all wound up, and, and uh, you know it's TV, and, and I, 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 I mean, they're they're you know portraying what what they're wanting them to do to be more edgy, or you know, uh, you know, I guess uh, like AEW, but but uh, they're obviously doing good, and uh, you know, and and I saw a thing, you know, Eric Bischoff, right? And I don't know what was said, but. Uh, some I guess they took a shot at him, and he said something. He said, "Well, you spent a lot of money." To uh, beat uh, WWE's developmental territory in the ratings is taking a shot at them. They'll end up probably hiring him. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, you know, but I mean, they're kind of shooting on each other. But because now all the fans, and I don't like to even say marks anymore, because it's disrespectful. I think anybody that spends a dime on what we do, God bless them for doing it. You know, because they don't have to, because they can watch all they want for free. You know, any night of the week. I mean, you know, and. Uh, but uh, uh, you don't want to. It's, it's it's nothing stays the same. It's 2020. It's not 1980. It's not 1990. It's not it's not it's not 2000. Year 2000. Y2K and all that. You know, it's not even 2010. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> things change. No, no, nothing's the same, is it? I mean, it's not. No. Nope. No, it's, it's not. Uh, what I hear you saying, Tracy. What I hear you saying is that no matter how you consume wrestling, whether it be Backyard, independent, uh, national, international, or, or or anything beyond that, even fantasy wrestling, for God's sakes, um, just continue to support it, especially during a time like this where we're reminded how fragile things are and how quickly they can be taken away from us. I think. Oh yeah, and you, you know you got to watch it too, because you know people get offended so bad, like uh, Jimmy yeah. Cornette. Uh, uh, yeah. that on the NWA uh, commentating, whatever he said on there and did, and I mean, you know, he didn't mean it in that form, and do, but it you got to watch show. it because it gets out of context, <laughs> and you know, and it was it's just crazy, you know, it's just crazy. It, 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 it is uh, crazy. You're absolutely right. Well, you know what, guys? Let's go ahead and start moving towards the end of this interview, just out of respect to everybody's time. Tracy, I know that no matter what condition you're in. That competitive bone in your body is always itching for a little bit of competition. But, of course, neither you or I are in condition right now to step in the squared circle. So I would like to challenge you, the legend, Tracy, the wild out southern boy, to an old-fashioned trivia challenge in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. The only question is, sir, are you ready to tango? Oh, man, I, I wish I knew what I forgot. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. But this, this, what I've been through with this cancer, I, I rest, I've been in the ring, wrestled three bears, honestly, and uh, with some and some other big tough guys. I'd rather have 20 matches with these bears than deal with this cancer or deal with this, what I'm doing you know, now. I mean, this is crazy. 
I, I pray for anyone that has this deadly disease, and uh, you just hope that, uh, and I hope that, uh, you know, before we do this, but I hope that things work out and they get rid of this virus and knock this thing out and they can get back to normal. But uh, people don't, you don't realize what you got till it's gone, till you don't have it. You take things for granted. But, you know, people right now are kind of, you know, they're getting a rude awakening. So everybody's got to just hang in there and help each other, you know. But uh, uh, it's just a different world we live in. But, yeah, I'm ready. All right. John Cosper, Nightmare Jones. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 290 of the WrestleTalk podcast. We're trying to have Tracy Smothers type longevity here on the WrestleTalk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Enter Timmy. You know what to do. Hit the music. Let's get into tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's installment of the world-famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and Tracy Smothers. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Tonight's category is titled Tennessee. I will give you information about three professional wrestlers from the state of Tennessee. When you think you know what I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. So the first person I would say this professional wrestler is a former longtime member of the TNA roster, he held the NWA World Tag Team Championships on seven occasions with the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and the Wildcat Chris Harris. He also held the NWA World Tag Team Championships on seven different occasions. Uh, in addition to singing the song Long Necks and Red Necks, he is a, also a former TNA World Heavyweight Champion and spent a short time in, in NXT. His nickname is the Cow. Sorry about your damn luck. James Storm. Exactly. Yeah. Renee, you've gotten... America's you've gotten Most deep Wanted. Deep. That's what they're called, right? That's yep. right. Exactly. All right. All right, Joe, so let Tracy. me get this straight. Joe, Joe, let me get this straight. So you're going to give me and Tracy, the wild-ass Southern boy, some clues. And as soon as we know the answer, all we have to do is shout it out, correct? Yes. Okay, you got that, Tracy? Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not understanding him real good. I'm doing the best I can. I'm, I'm sorry. Just bear with me. I'm All not right, really Joe, with it. I, I, I'm shortening this a breath, sure you know, you and, 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 No, it's all right. But, Make uh, sure you enunciate those clues, Joe. Make sure you enunciate. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, this third generation wrestler competed. In such professional wrestling promotions as the CWF, the USWA, the AWA, WCW, and the WWF. He is a former AAA mega champion. He is a member of the TNA Hall of Fame class of 2015. 
He is a member of the uh, Hall, the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. He is a former owner of TNA Wrestling. Ain't he great? He has Jeff the last Jarrett. name of Jarrett. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is correct. Jeff. Tracy yeah. Smothers got the first point. So all right. I was so close. I was, only, I was only one second late. <laughs> all right. Question number two. I got number two. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. All right. This wrestler has been involved in professional wrestling for over 50 years. He has held, to our best count, the USWA World Heavyweight Championship 28 times. He also held the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. He won the Pro Wrestling Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler is correct. Man, you said 28 times. <laughs> when you said 28 times USWA champion, I knew it was Lawler. But he was Southern heavyweight champion. Where are you at right now, bro? I need you. I'm sitting on the sidelines just just, just watching you flounder against the wild eyed Southern boy. (laughs) Jerry always was, you know, it was Southern heavy, whatever the promotion was called, it was uh, Southern heavyweight champion. You know what I mean? You know. And then he had that unified world title, stuff like that, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Dear goodness. All right, let's oh. go to the third one. I'm just, I'm just trying to avoid getting swept right now. I'm being honest. <laughs> Question number three. This Hall of Famer has the record for the longest single reign as Intercontinental Champion at 454 days. He is known for his swinging and resemblances of one man by the name of Elvis Presley. Honky Tonk uh, Man. Uh, Wayne Ferris, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man is correct. Renee got that point. But Tracy Smothers still won the Wrestle Talk 5 Kids Game Show Challenge. So, so here is your music for winning that the challenge. <laughs> Real with the people on the dance floor. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I love yeah, that song. baby. And it's all right. I don't like losing. I'll admit it. But if I got to lose to anybody, I would rather it be the legendary wild ass southern boy, Tracy Smothers. Tracy, you are a true class act. There's a reason that people bring you up on this show on a fairly frequent basis unprompted. We hope that you recover, and we pray that everything Thank that you, you said about everything that's happening right now right now goes away yeah. soon. We can get back Man, to that. Pray, for, all that pray for the human race, right? Sir, you are a national treasure. We absolutely love you, and that is for the best of the human race. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. We love really, you. Really? I, I really mean that. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Since, I, since I I've been, you know, late, like I have been here lately, you get to observe and see, watch a lot of things, and and observe and just like, whoa, man, you know, uh, this something's got to give, you know what I mean? You know, and you just hope for some good luck and hope things will work out for everybody. It's just horrible. But, it, it is uh, horrible. So, so thanks well, for having works. me on here. And like I said, John, eatsweepwrestle.com. He'll have books out. 
books, uh, and we'll get them signed within uh, in April there. And then, of course, right now, if you, you know, Amazon.com, you can get them there. So be sure to get the catchy cover with the bears, and then on the back with the thug symbol thing. And uh, just hope everybody enjoy it. I, I, you know, wish I could have had my head a little clearer and could have really uh, talked about a few more people that meant a lot to me. You know, uh, in, in in what I've done, you know, in, over the years, but uh, you know, just hope everybody buys the book and enjoys it. They, they, we got plenty of time to do it. The only thing is, people are hurting now for money because you know they're not able to work. So uh, we'll just see what happens. I just hope it all works out. You there? That's indeed. So Josie, uh, any final thoughts for Tracy or John before we close out tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast? Joe, Joe, uh, okay, a little bit issues of connection with Joe there. Uh, John, kind of the same thing to you. Thank you so much for being here. Did you have any final thoughts for the listeners of the Russell Talk podcast about anything that you have going on or Tracy himself before we uh, close out today's show? Well, obviously the main thing is just plugging. The book is out now. It is available on Amazon.com, the title of the book. We haven't mentioned the title of the book. That of the book is, if you don't buy this book, everybody dies. Uh, I'm going to do a search <laughs> yeah. of Tracy's Mothers, but uh, that, that's your title. It does have a phenomenal-looking cover. Yeah. Um, Thanks th- for having Adrian us. Adrian Johnson, the same guy who did the uh, did the awesome. Black Panther cover, did it. It looks it looks absolutely gorgeous. So that's up. And if anybody's following me on on, um, on social media, whether it be Facebook, as he eats, sleep, wrestle, uh, my YouTube channel or anything, uh, I'm taking this downtime. I'm actually reaching out and working with uh, – with some wrestlers and actually some referees and um, you guys have hinted in the past that I, that I used to make short films and, and be a sketch writer. And uh, we're yeah. just producing some short comedy films. And if anybody wants to go check those out, they can uh, look for each super wrestle on YouTube or look for them on Facebook and um, kind of posting them and sharing them just, just as, as we get them done. And uh, it's just, just keeping people busy and, and, and giving everybody some FaceTime and, and showing a little bit of love to the independent wrestling community. That's uh uh, been great to me, and, and quite frankly, I, I miss it as bad as everybody. Everybody's sitting at home wanting something to do, and uh, just having a little bit of fun with that right now. Well, we love you for saying that, John. EatSleepWrestle.com. Tracy, any words of encouragement to either the fans or the workers out there before uh, we finish up today's show? Well, you know, I just I go back to this crisis, and this is reality, and uh, it's really scary. And uh, I, I think people, you know, just don't need to panic. And, uh, you know, you ever hear that saying that it will get worse before it gets better? Yes, you know, sir. And, and that's that's life. And uh, my grandpa used to say this. He used to say that, you know, in life, whatever happens to you, uh, in your personal, professional, spiritual, marital, whatever it is, you know, uh, whatever it is happens to you. 20% is whatever the uh, obstacle you got to overcome. The other 80 is what you do about it. You know what I mean? How you react, how you respond. Don't get caught off guard and try not to panic because, you know, it, this is getting ugly and it's really scary. And uh, uh, and as far as other, other uh, you know, there's guys that love the business and, and it's in your blood. If you do it, you get in the ring to perform, to get out there and work in front of people. And, uh, you know, the magic of what we do, the art of, of our business, uh, guys take the time to study guys that you emulate and uh, but try to be original, and it's hard to be. 
and uh, uh, you know just hang in there. And uh, you know, and, and I always tell guys train and eat right, take care of yourself. You got time to do it, especially the people that are off work right now and do uh, to diet, eat. You know, like I said, everything because you are what you eat, and uh, and and uh, you got to look the part and be the part, and uh, take that time to sit back and get better. You know, mentally and physically. And God Almighty, you know, you can go on your phone and you can watch anything in the world you want and learn from it. You never quit learning. I wish I knew what I forgot. I really do. But uh, you just wish everybody luck. And, you know, and, and guys are chomping at the bit because, uh, you know, I, I've had 12 shows canceled between March 14th and April 25th. 12 shows. That's a lot, isn't it? And, that is uh, that's a lot. just how it is, but you got to bounce back. And, uh, you know, you remember in 08, the recession, when gas was $4 a gallon. You guys remember that? Yes, sir. That wasn't a lot of fun, was it? Remember 911? I remember those. And, man, you know, in, in, in our lifetime, and I can remember in the 70s when the interest rates got bad, I can remember my dad had the car lot, and, you know, and, and uh, it went under and, uh, and everything. And you just got to you gotta weather the storm. You know what I mean? You know, and, uh, uh, you know, that, that's what makes you or breaks you. And, uh, like, you know, it's where they say 80% mental, 20% physical, and 100% in your heart and your guts. You just got to keep you get knocked down. You got to get back up. That's just the way it is. You know, that's that just is the way, the way it, is. That it is. And the only thing that I would add to that is that, John and Tracy, thank you for being loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. Blessings to you both. Safety on your travels, and we hope to catch you guys very soon once again down the road. Have a great night. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And ladies and gentlemen, one last thing, Joe. One last thing before we go. I think everybody needs to remember that this is a time not only to think about ourselves, but about the people around us. But no matter what you do, stay true to yourself. Ain't that right, Jonesy? Absolutely, that is 100% correct, 100% correct, stay healthy, stay inside, don't go outside unless you absolutely positively need to, you know, all, the only thing we can do is follow everybody's orders, uh, you know, tomorrow in West Virginia is the uh, day of prayer, so I think that, you know, being a Christian man myself, I think that more than ever, we need Prayer more than ever. That's just my opinion. There you go. And you know what? If you don't agree with that, that's fine. We still love you. You're still a member of the Rest of Talk family. Just stay who you are. Remember, no matter what position that you're in, you can probably help somebody else. Stay true to yourself. We'll close it out tonight with a little bit of DVD, who unfortunately, King K Retro Zone is closed physically at the mall and Overland Park, Kansas, but they are still available for select orders online. Follow them, message them, place orders if you can at King Cade over on Facebook. Tell them that your friends over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com sent you. We're going to close it out with a little bit of DVD, a little skate scum, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome hit song, I Am. Check it out. 
there's one thing I've always done, is that I've always remained to stay who I am. I am. CBD. And I represent the SP. You can definitely smoke too In my past Hope I did nothing to provoke you A northern cat going down her daisy dukes Rolling downtown with a really crazy crew One of a kind, running with dimes Looking a hell of a life Mirror move, Mr. Mind Copycats will eventually die Got a whole composure I'm not looking for exposure I'm just trying to move this notion forward Keep exploring I know you know this most of these rappers are boring Got me snoring, checking options You know I ain't for it That's why they fear me when I hit the booth and start recording 